Hi everybody, welcome to Reaction Shots for July of 2018, the year of our Lord, 2018, 2000. Uh, I am joined, of course, by my beautiful, just ravishing co-host, Michael Huber. Hello. It is beautiful. Uh, Thank you. Look at the beauty mark and everything. Yeah, yeah. I always play with it. If yeah. you watch my videos, oh, I'm no, always it's just all the like, time. I actually thought, it, it occurred to me one time, I was like, what would happen if you had it removed? You'd yeah. have like phantom mole. Yeah. Like, you would like try to go for it and be like, uh uh. I would not like it. Yeah. I gotta keep it. Gotta keep it. Keep it around. And also, the no less beautiful, <laughs> the no less ravishing. Are you, do you Matt or Matthew? I like both. Let's In go with Matthew. Professional? Let's go with Matthew. Matthew we'll Walden. keep it buttoned up today. Uh, so, <laughs> for those who don't know, which is probably everybody, most, I don't know, uh, Matthew was pre Kyle and me i think uh game trailers you used wow. to work at game trailers an older generation of older game generation trailers, so. uh a, a, a contemporary of uh, your patrick morales your your michael damiani oh, your, yeah. your daniel bloodworth your, your brandon jones um yeah but uh you left you trained in bossman didn't you yeah i did for a couple of weeks there so you me and, and, and bossman had, had a close couple of weeks okay because uh, yeah. he he came in two weeks after i did so we must have had like a month overlap then but whatever um, but also, uh, you're just like a generally fascinating human being. <laughs> um, I actually, we bumped into each other at E3 and we talked about your very interesting side projects. I unfortunately had to cut it out of the episode <gasps> for maybe the funniest reason. Um, not because the camera stopped working or the sound or anything, but because it kept auto-focusing on someone's butt that was standing right behind us. So it looked really pervy. <laughs> like, so this lascivious autofocus. So I had to, I had to cut that part out. I have that effect on a camera. Yeah. It's, it's like, let's like, find something more interesting than focus this guy. Off of me. <laughs> so if this episode is unfocused and it's just focused on lightning, then I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you were doing a bunch of research into cults yeah that was immediately after game trailers i had one of those big ideas where i like i have an idea for my life i'm gonna do something important i'm gonna go study cults and join <laughs> cults and investigate them and write a book about it so that's why i left game trailers still not sure if that was the best decision <laughs> looking back upon it that was maybe not the right call i told jeremy hoffman wonderful guy producer oh, yeah. of game yes. trailers tv love him he's over at epic games epic now, now. Fortnite. Yeah, i was like Fortnite. i love this job so much i appreciate everything you've done for me but i gotta go write this book and he's like okay do <laughs> what like, you gotta do okay and I, <laughs> man whatever you say so i went off to different cults and hung out with him and studied them for a little while it's part of my uh, dark mysterious past was it like yeah get up in get there. up close yeah, was yeah. it like um was it like uh, the sound of my voice kind of stuff? That's immediately what I think or, of. Yeah, or it was, was it like, very similar. When okay. I saw that movie, I was a little disappointed because they hit close to what I was trying to do, but they did oh. a great job of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was a good movie. That I like always, a, a woman as a cult leader, like yeah. a charismatic woman. Yeah. That's always the worst when you're working on a project and then someone else comes out with something that's like close enough that you're just like, ah, oh, man. Yeah. There's room for all of them. There's sure, room for sure. all of them, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. generally. We'll see how many more Battle Royale games we can fit in there. <laughs> Thousands. <laughs> Thousands more. Um, but anyways, I hope that you finish it because I would read it. I would love to. I got too intense into it. Yeah. I got into some cults, got a little brainwashed, and it was a bit intense. And I said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to put this whole Pump thing on brakes. pause for a little while. Yeah. Got in over my head. But one day... <laughs> One day that's we'll a whole other yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. I feel I'm like we need to so just intrigued. like... <laughs> we need to have a podcast where we just talk to you about... 
all that. Let's do it. Because <laughs> it would be very weird. Um, let's get into the pre-meat and potatoes. What would that, like the... The, the salad. Or d'oeuvres. Yeah, let's yeah. get into the salad of the show. Uh, Damiani? Just kidding. He's not over there. There's nobody else here. Um, what have you liked recently? Slash, what have you seen recently? It doesn't have to be something that you've liked. Mike, Michael Huber? I've seen it you? all. <laughs> I've seen it all. I went to the theater, like, for 4th of July... You know, to escape the heat. Yeah. Did a couple double features. Caught up. What'd you see? On some stuff. Saw the first Purge. Oh, no. Loved it. (laughs) Big fan of the Purge. Uh, You know, one of those easy franchises to judge by its cover. Yeah. Uh, But it definitely goes into, like, social commentary and, you know, political commentary. And I really loved them. Uh, It was a It's a prequel. Uh, so the stakes aren't as high as the other ones. Uh, the original trilogy has really good escalating stakes. First one is in a house. Second one is in a city about straight up revenge. And the third one is by far my favorite. It's about stopping the purge, oh. protecting the president. Um, I always forget her name in real life. Juliet from Lost. She's amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she's an expanse she's now. She's an expanse, yeah. She's the president in Purge 3. And oh, it's okay. about it's about Frank Grillo trying to like get her out because they like try to come and kill her to like because they want the purge to keep going a white president how novel <laughs> so they're like it's really it's really good but uh the first purge was cool uh again the stakes weren't as high but i really cared about the characters and wanted everyone to live and that's like i, I always find that when i see horror movies the horror movies i end up loving the most by far are ones where i just want the main characters to live through it right uh, and the purge does that. For yeah, me. something's gone wrong. If you're like, I don't care if anybody exactly. lives or dies. Yeah. Like, I'm mad at these people. Yeah, like Friday the Thirteenth is a little different because it's like I'm rooting for Jason, right, right. <laughs> but He's it's, the hero yeah. or but, heroine, I guess. But in like you know, normal horror movies, I like rooting for the people. So yeah, um, I saw that, liked it, saw Incredibles two. That was another one. Oh, yeah, I saw that. It was good. You didn't like it? I, I didn't hate it. It Have you seen it? I haven't. I heard there were some kind of weird political messages. I mean, I well, it's, it. yeah, it's yeah. definitely like, that's part of what I was kind of like, all right, because it, it, it takes place in 1962, you know, and it, I mean, the political message that whoever you said that could be referring to could either be like gender politics stuff where it's like, women can do it too, the dad can stay at home, and it's like, yeah, yeah, we know, we got it. Like, I know it's set in the 60s, but like, still, tired. Uh, yeah. But like... Uh, probably what they were talking about is like, turn off the TV, go outside. I didn't think it hammered on it that hard, but no, the main, yeah, the main villain. It's a little weird that they, they didn't put like epilepsy warnings on it. Cause there's like straight up just like flashing. Oh, and mine did, mine did. My theater oh, they, did. Well now they did, yeah. but when it came out, it was like, yeah, everyone was getting kind of mad about it. But yeah, I don't know. I just thought like the plot line was very similar to the first one. Yeah, it, I... It's, like, almost exactly the same except swapped. The reason I hesitated a bit when I was like, I liked it, was because there were moments when I zoned out. Right. And that's bad. You also, know, I, I thought it could have been, like, 15 minutes shorter. Absolutely. So... Uh, also, it's a little weird because before... I don't know about your screening, but in my screening, uh, the, it started with a live-action video of all of the actors. Yeah. These birds are going for it. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, but, like, all the actors saying, like... Movies are hard to make. We know it's been 14 years, but it's worth the wait. Like, first they had to write it, and yeah. then they had to rewrite it, 
And then they had to, you know, draw the storyboards. Yeah. And then they had to cast it, and we had to voice it. And this is all before we started animating it, and it's just like, why are you doing this? For like, the kids? So what? they open with an apology? Yeah, yeah it opens with an apology, but also, like, it's weird, and it raises the stakes. It writes a check that the movie, I don't think, cashed. But, like, it did take an absurdly sure. long time for it to come out. It's, sure. It's weird. But, like, that video was like, <laughs> don't worry, 14 years all of those 14 years went into making this the greatest movie of all time. And I'm like, this is a came out the next year sequel. Like this is a rehash of the first movie sequel that kind of just goes straight to DVD. Yeah. It's not, it wasn't that bad, but it's not that bad, but it's definitely not one of my favorite Pixar movies. Right. You know, whereas Incredibles uh, one is one of my, of course. Yeah. And a sequel like finding Dory randomly is like the greatest thing ever made i love toy story Story three toy story which i have a feeling may come up again later today top tier sequels yeah uh anything else you saw yeah i saw jurassic world i saw it did you see it no i have not i enjoyed it world i really enjoyed it there's something freeing about the jurassic world (laughs) movies to me where it's like because you go in knowing that they're gonna be so bad (laughs) that i had a blast i came out and I, I looked over to my friend, and I'm like, that movie had the most Hollywood logic of all time. So many moments where you're just like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Right. Or, well, like, what? Like, they're when they're escaping, just, just scenes where things are way too easy. Right. You know? And, like, awkward spatial relationships. A lot of... Of Where it's like you're out running a <sighs> volcano right now that in the other shot was <laughs> right behind you, but now you're okay. Lots All right. and lots <laughs> and lots of those moments yeah, yeah, in yeah, a, yeah. a ton. <laughs> uh, but I really enjoyed it. I like, I like the action. I liked doubling down on weaponizing dinosaurs. Yeah. I love that idea. It has not been fully explored like they've teased it so long well, it's because they keep killing the the monster ones yes yeah, so i'm just i'm ready for the next one Spoiler to be alert. full on <laughs> i'm ready for the next one to be full on like weaponized oh, yeah. dinos i'm ready for that they we need like it. cyber dinos cyber dinos that'll be the fourth half dinos world. half humans oh yeah like let's that can speak like actually go alan yeah like alan. too when the guy comes yeah. out with glasses yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. alan let's get weird <laughs> I just also, watched Jurassic Park the other day again. The first like one? two days ago, yeah. First so one's good. 10, dude. So good. 10 out of 10. Ugh. Uh, Threw also, it on just to like, for like some background noise and I'm watching just the whole thing. Nice. <laughs> Jurassic World, they're assholes because of the Brontosaurus. I'm just going to leave it at that. It's unnecessary. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. It's so uncalled for. Just emotional manipulation. Yeah. Like, also, I'm <laughs> straight still, up. I'm still tilted about B.D. Wong <laughs> being a bad guy So in, in the first one. Yeah, what the hell? In Jurassic World, or Jurassic Park, you know? He's just a fun scientist. Yeah. I don't know. He's yeah. been corrupted, dude. Yeah. He's, like, too power. close. He's power yeah, hungry. Yeah. yeah. Wants to be God. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> he's the anti-Ian Malcolm, I guess. Anyways. Yeah. Anything else? Um, I think that's it. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. It's good enough. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's it. A lot of movies. Matthew Walden. <laughs> what have you seen slash liked slash hated recently? Uh, my good friend's birthday. We went to go see... Ant-Man and Wasp, yeah. which oh, yeah, uh, my that. friend's really into <laughs> Ant-Man. I'm not so into Marvel. Like I, I'm ah. a little like hesitant on Marvel movies. There's some I love, like Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy, One? the recent Thor. Thor oh, Ragnarok. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I like the funny ones. Those yeah, generally yeah, yeah, work yeah. for me. And I like, I like Ant-Man and Wasp. It's I a liked funny it better one. than the first one. I'd say it would yeah, qualify yeah. as a funny one. I, th- I also liked it better than the first one. 
there's a funny yeah, truth serum work. gag. Yeah, yeah, oh, I don't yeah, want to yeah. ruin that. Michael that was Pena, my favorite part Michael of Pena it. Michael Pena across the yeah. board was so funny. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I've also the TV shows count on what yeah, are you saying? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. yeah. I, I finished second season of Glow. Uh, oh, gorgeous nice. ladies of wrestling. Yeah, on yeah. season two. It's it's great. Season I've two I like better than the first yet. one. Cool. Um, it's funny. You know, the comedy's not as tight as I would love it to be, but mm-hmm. it's good vibes. Like the yeah, show, yeah. I love what they're doing. The characters are really enjoyable and lovable. Yeah. And the wrestling has this kind of like fun, loose punk rock attitude. Yeah. And then Mark Marin is amazing in season two. I don't want to oh, give really? away where his character arc goes, but you're like, this guy is a horrible human being. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he gives you these moments where you're like, Oh, yeah, I actually kind of love you. Yeah, I, yeah, love yeah. That. I mean, he's the perfect actor for that kind of a guy. I feel like, yeah, it's yeah. good. Those Anything are the two else? big ones recently. Well, uh, I've been rewatching Black Lagoon, this What's anime Black series. Um, oh, I keep trying to find anime series that I'll love because the ones that I do like. They're like my favorite things in the world. Right. But that's like 2% of anime, and the yeah. rest, like, I turn off after what five are, minutes. What are your big animes? Black Lagoon, I really like. I okay. like Gurren Logan. Okay. I like Samurai Champlo. Yeah, yeah. But Black Lagoon is about What about these... Cowboy Bebop? Oh, of course. Obviously. Absolutely. Okay. You have to love right. that one. But uh, Black Lagoon is these smugglers. Okay. Uh, it's sort of like bounty hunters, smugglers. They're like a ragtag. It's very Cowboy Bebop in okay. the sense that yeah. these guys take up odd jobs, and there's sort of this female assassin who's the leader of their group and Sweet. she's great at jumping around and shooting guns but it has this kind of Sweet. really dry world weary sense of humor and it's really political Dude. it travels around the world and gets really into each country's politics and there's really nothing else like it so i've been re-watching it to see if it holds up and i love it i'm really that into it really yeah. cool <laughs> highly recommend I'm to check that out excellent yeah. dang anything else you want to talk about for recent things let me look at my list here uh, oh, Hereditary. Oh, I didn't, yeah. I didn't like Hereditary. You didn't like it? I, di- I loved the first half. You're the like first the first half, I was like, this I've is going to be a great heard. movie. And then the second half fell apart for me. Really? It, Some The people that don't like it, there's a very specific reason. So I wanted to love it so much. I, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I saw the reviews, and the reviews were like, this movie will bruise your soul, and after you watch it, you'll want to die. And when I see reviews like that, I'm like, this sounds like my type of movie. <laughs> yeah. Give it to me. Bru- bruise my soul. Hence and- <laughs> why I asked you to be on this episode. And Hereditary, I, you know, it, hand- it looked like it was going to handle the subject of mental illness and families in an interesting way. And then it doesn't. It, it handles it in kind of like a boring old way. Uh, For me, that's, that's, that's what I felt. But there are good things about it. What was the one, oh, what is it, Lights oh. Out or whatever, where it's about where it's about depression and, like, the, the like answer at the end of the movie is, like, depressed people should die because they're a burden on their family. What was it Lights Out? I, like, barely remember that I don't, movie. Yeah, I don't know. It's one of those, but I was, like... I remember hearing about it. But it was, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah it was, like, yeah. one of those movies where it's, like, you took the exact wrong approach to this. You were just wrong on it, apparently. I don't remember which movie it was. I remember it being like Sorry, apologies so... Apologies to Lights Out if it's not that one. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being lukewarm about that movie. It's yeah. Like, eh? So didn't like Hereditary. Didn't like Hereditary. It's interesting. I'll give yeah. it that. It's interesting and well-directed. I'm curious because like well everyone acted. is like, yeah. this is the most horrifying, grotesque moment I've ever, whatever. And I'm like, whatever. I don't know. There's some graphic imagery. There's like two jump scares. I know you're not big into jump scares. I don't scares. like yeah. jump scares. There's like two of them. Couple and there's one scares. that's funny where it will make you laugh because you jumped. Okay, like, okay. I can't believe I jumped at something that small. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked The Witch. I liked, I saw A Quiet Place the other day. I liked that. Uh, it wasn't too scary. I'm working my mind up to seeing It. Because It actually is one of the movies that wrecked me. One of the scarred me for Oh, that. the original one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the first half. 
Yeah. Let's mute that. Beep. Update your driver, buddy. Uh, it always wants me to update drivers. <laughs> I'm like, I just updated those drivers. What's going on over here? It's almost Seinfeld. Yeah. You ever had a driver you didn't update? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> why do people have drivers? I um, like the old drivers. Uh, <laughs> I updated my premiere. Now it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> um, anyways, you done with what you saw? And that concludes. And that what concludes. <laughs> um, I just watched last night. I watched Sharp Objects. The nice. Premiere, oh, I really want to see it. Yeah, I loved it for sure. It's really cool. It uh, it it's doing. Julian Flynn. Yeah, uh, Amy Adams is doing great in it. Like it does really cool filmic stuff. Like I, I'm pretty sure 100 percent of the soundtrack, at least in the first episode, is diegetic, meaning it is in mm-hmm. the world. Like someone is playing music, and that's why you're hearing it. Um. It does, like, super cool just, like, filmmaking stuff where, like, a memory – memories, like, inhabit the real space. Mm-hmm. And, like, like a, her younger version of herself will, like, walk through the scene yeah. and stuff. And then, like, in the next shot, she'll be standing where young her was, you know. And it's like, oh, man. I'm into so, it. It's Sold. so cool. It's it. good. Yeah, yeah. Slow like, burn. Yeah, yeah. And uh, did you see it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, like, there are, like, hidden words and stuff and things. Like, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure when she's, like, kind of drunk and about to drive somewhere, the stereo says wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that. Just, like, little – I think there are going to be, like, all kinds of little things to pick up on. I'm very excited for that series. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, finished Westworld. Why? Which was fine. Just kind of cuz, you know? <laughs> Not a Westworld <laughs> fan. <laughs> I, I I I dropped well, out. Only with it's Ian no, because Ian I, like watches it out of disdain. It's not like no. why why would you watch that? It's more of why I feel would like it you? made it made Ben really angry. <laughs> it made me kind of just go like mm, okay. It made me angry. There's a certain cruelty and sadism to the show that doesn't show. seem like it has a point. Besides HBO saying, oh, you know, we're known for like extreme violence. How can we top it? And it makes yeah. me feel kind of miserable watching it. Yeah. So I it's, had to stop watching it. Also, mm-hmm. like it's definitely pretentious and it's like way more like complicated than it needs to be. Yeah. It's, it's kind of funny where it's like a very simplistic story idea. You know, it's basically just your standard Michael Crichton idea where it's like, what if there was a theme park and then the thing that it's supposed to do escapes? Yeah. Go. Like, easiest idea. I bailed out after season one because I just didn't like any characters. Yeah. I need someone to root (laughs) Season two unmoors the characters even harder. Like, Dolores, for all of season two, you're just like, why? Why, though? Like, I love Ed Harris, but, like, even him in in season one, I just, like couldn't get attached so i watched all of season one put myself yeah. through 10 hours of a show and it was yeah. over and i was like it was fine but i, I need an emotional connection i feel I like it, if i'm going to commit that many hours of my life to something there are there are interesting things going on in westworld but it's more like conceptual stuff than anything like nitty-gritty mm-hmm. like i'm happy i watched it just so i can like think about two of the ideas that they posited that they That's never cool. really they never really focused on with any granularity until the very end of the last episode where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay, that's what you're, that's what this is. Hmm. But like, yeah, I could have read the, the wiki. stuff cool? Yeah, it was all right. Like, could have been better. Blade of the Immortal was more fun. 13 Assassins is just way better. I love Blade of the Immortal. I like that yeah. better than 13 Assassins. I like Mon it. Dieu. Uh, 
<laughs> really? It's weird because it's uh, Takashi Miike restrained. Vibe. It's like the most restrained I've ever seen him in most of, no, uh, Blade of the Immortal. In terms of it's like fucked up content. Like oh. Takashi Miike always has some moment yeah, in his yeah. movie where I'm like, but it's like, I'm not cool with this, but I still want to see his blood. movie. Like, yeah, I yeah. think that 13 Assassins is much more restrained. Huh. Like I it has definitely some so violence, too. but it's not like glorified violence. It's more yeah. realistic. I was into the mystical warrior shit. Yeah. The Blade of the Immortal. I, mean, don't I like that like, component of it. I like of them it. both. <laughs> yeah. I like them both. Yeah. Um, I saw Quiet Place and Ant-Man. I mentioned those. Uh, I like the Quiet Place. Uh, if you want to hear me and Damiani and Jones talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp, check right, out the uh, Patreon, Patri- patron exclusive spoiler mode that we did. On Ant Man and the Wasp, we a lot of about for like an shield hour. callouts. Oh, gets me excited. I was a bu- I was bummed that you couldn't time. be on the I know. spoiler mode. I saw it yesterday. Uh, any time or the day before, I saw it like Monday. Days are hard. Any time, shield is referenced in the Marvel universe. I'm just like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you love shield. What can I say? I do. Not not just the show, just like Shield in general. The concept, it's awesome of Shield. I'm very yeah. excited for Captain Marvel. I think it'll be me cool. too. Again, I like oh the Marvel God. movies just kind of because why the hell not? Oh, I guess Captain Marvel. You know, just like something to do. I'm so ready. Something to burn sixteen bucks on. You know, gotta have it. <laughs> uh, anyways, let's talk about movies that wrecked us. All right, mm. Here this we can go. mean yeah, yeah. You are you are uniquely situated for this. These could be things that made you sad, terrified you as a child, made you afraid of going down or upstairs, for example. Uh, didn't want to look at a sewer grate, uh, you know, or shut your eyes. Uh, or just, like, made you not trust people for a long time. Like, any kind of, like, weird, you know. Some examples of my own are, uh, like, Straw Dogs really got me. Sam Peckinpah, man does not trust women. <laughs> And, uh, like, Straw Dogs saw that when I was, like, 14, you know, just starting Jeez. to date, you know? Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> like, what's happening? Probably, like, had a bad influence on me. Summer of Sam, kind of similar. Mm-hmm. The Spike Lee? Yeah, Sam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar, like, infidelity stuff really got to me in my formative <laughs> years uh, for no real reason. I don't know. Uh, Event Horizon. Really scared the ass out of me. Oh my god, Sam Neill's face in that one oh moment. God. I, re- I rewatched moment. it this past really? week. Just I, had, I hadn't seen. It. I saw it in the theaters when I've it first came to out. Rewatch it. I think the thing with that movie is my family. We all went together, and my uh, family is sort of like a conservative religious family, and I think mm-hmm. they were expecting some kind of like Star Trek caper. Uh, There's just some yeah. kind of like adventure in outer space, and all of a sudden they start quoting Latin, and people's eyes are bleeding. Yeah. And there's some satanic shit. Yeah. And my parents were like, "We're leaving," and I was like, <laughs> "I'm staying. I'm into." <laughs> How old were you at the time? I mean, I think I was like 14, oh, so man. old enough yeah, where I could yeah. kind of like roll with it. Put your foot. But down. it's scary. It was scary. Well, it scared the hell out of me. It feels like Dead Space. If you go back yeah, and revisit totally. it now, totally. they, it seems like the designers of Dead Space watched it and were like, how can mm-hmm. we recreate this particular segment in yeah. the game? Yeah. Um, yeah, terrified the hell out of me. It was, I remember, I remember the moment I was at my friend Dustin's house. We could have watched Money Talks or Event Horizon. Money Talks. Is that with like Melanie Griffith? No. Uh, well, maybe Chris Tucker, I think. Okay. I, I don't, I just, I'm only remembering. I'm milk money. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. Different, <laughs> different, very different vibes. I think it's Chris Tucker. Maybe it's somebody else. Um, but yeah, there was like a choice moment, and I was like, "Well, let's watch Event Horizon," and I like regretted it. I didn't sleep for like months. After yeah, episode. if you watch it now, 
the CGI is, I mean, you got to forgive them. It was probably yeah, low yeah, budget yeah. from 20 years ago. It's so unbelievable and poorly executed that it will erase any of the negative vibes you had originally from the movie. It's like an antidote. If you okay. go back and watch it now, you're like, how did I ever buy <laughs> like into this? Getting intentionally bitten by the same It's like sneaking. a bottle. It's, you know, there's no gravity in outer space and there's like a bottle that's been created in CGI and it floats towards the camera, <laughs> but they don't really have the capability to change the perspective. So the bottle's the same size as <laughs> It's closer to the hallway. And I think one of the things of like a movie destroying you is you almost have to kind of buy into the reality right. for those two hours. Yeah. And now it's Im- it's impossible to believe anymore. So All it's right. kind of a good feeling to go back Maybe and watch that. Maybe I should that. go back. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. Confront, like, <laughs> tilt, tilt at that windmill of my youth, like, to slay yeah. that dragon. Um, it's funny because it feels like such a childhood movie. You said you saw it with your friend or whatever. Yeah, and I had yeah. a similar thing where it was like, we watched Event Horizon at like a sleepover. Yeah. And a couple of us were just so freaked out. Yeah, yeah. it was horrifying. Yeah. I was so yeah. terrified. Oh, yeah, we should mention before we get too hard into this, like, uh, you know, the subject matter is intense of this episode, probably. So, mm-hmm. like, things may come up, like sexual assault, murder, that kind of stuff uh in these movies that you know we might talk about that stuff so just be be forewarned mm-hmm. uh you know uh straw dogs for example has very intense sequences that involve that sort of thing grave of the fireflies is an anime that just makes you want to die mm-hmm. not a friendly movie no speaking of wanting to die in researching for this episode, I was like, you know what? I'm going to brush up on some old stuff I've seen, Mm -hmm. see some new stuff I've been meaning to watch. So every day for the past week, (laughs) I watched a movie that I thought would intentionally wreck me. (laughs) And, and it, it was, hard. it was hard. I, it was hard. It was watch? it was not as easy as I thought it would be. I'm I'm a mess now. I stand yeah. in front of or sit in front of you like a withered husk a of a human. Man. Yeah. <laughs> what, what did but you I did it for the week? cause. What did you um, watch? I saw L, the Paul Verhoeven movie. Oh, okay. I've never seen that. Really fucked up. It's got Isabel Huppert in it, who's an amazing actress. She's yeah. dynamite. Um, she's a game designer oh. who has to yeah, deal this movie looks so good. with oh, yeah. threats of violence, really graphically this. portrayed it came violence. Out like two or three years ago. Yeah, I yeah. wanted to watch that. That mm-hmm. movie is is such an impossible movie to like, but I'm fascinated by it. My mind keeps getting drawn back to it because the character she plays is so amazing. Like you're yeah. rooting for her because she's gone through some serious shit and she just bears it with such dignity but I wish that character were in a better movie it doesn't feel like Paul Verhoeven as a director is the one who should be tackling the subject of here's what it's like for a woman to uh, experience a violent assault let me portray that graphically I I don't know if he was well equipped to do that but the character herself is fast and the actress is just phenomenal did she win for that or she got nominated i know at least i don't know it might have been like an independent award or something mm-hmm. but yeah i remember i think but yeah paul verhoeven not who not your go-to guy for, uh, you know, uh, like if you need to like make an 80s like social commentary like skewer capitalism sure <laughs> <laughs> not nuanced yeah no isabel uh Uper also was in another movie that wrecked me like three or four years back uh the piano teacher oh the haneke film yeah, yeah, have you yeah. seen that one i have not god, I, like, I, love, I like haneke yeah i love him god that's his um, that's his roughest movie to me really? in I've my heard mind that. of the I've ones i've that. seen and she plays a very similar character um she's pretty unlikable in the piano teacher but god you don't want those terrible things to happen to her i heard and she's I, like very severe in that yeah. and i think this movie is a good example of what the point of movies that wreck us 
Could be, because some some directors set out to make movies that will make you feel terrible. And as I was watching a bunch of these, I'm like, why do we put ourselves through this? Like, what's the point of making or creating a terrible movie? Mm -hmm. And The Piano Teacher was a terrible feeling movie where I was, like, depressed for a week after. But it made me recalculate my morals a little Mm -hmm. bit to see this character who's very unlikable go through terrible things and to be able to have two distinct categories in your mind. Yes, this person's bad, no, this person doesn't deserve terrible things happening right. to them. And that influenced my decisions in life going forward. Like, I had to make some tough moral calls just in jobs. And I was like, okay, I don't like this human being. Terrible things are happening to them. I need to act. Right. And that's something that's really cool is that if you, sometimes if you can put yourself through the pain of watching, yep. like, a devastating movie, it can work on you a little bit and yeah. change you. Heck yeah. That's well, on the good side. You Other, solved yeah. the episode. <laughs> See you guys later. No, you're totally gonna, right. What what then say you about another Henneke movie, uh, Funny Games, which he remade in English, shot for shot, whatever, where I think like the the, the intent of the movie. Have you both seen it? Yeah, yeah. It? yeah, yeah, yeah. The the intent of the movie I think is just to punish the audience for liking it. You know, like my money is like if you view that movie as a comedy, like if you let yourself be in on the joke, then it's kind of a fun time but like if you're allowing it to affect you in that way it's just miserable it's punishing intentionally i saw it in the theater and so did dro- I. droves of people left yeah people just walked out en masse yeah uh it's a little pedantic and moralizing oh, yeah, absolutely but i i sort of liked its lesson it was trying to give uh i feel bad my wife watched it with me mm. and there's a point in the movie where some very human interaction happens between what's his name tim roth and his yeah. wife after some terrible tragedies occurred. And to me, that was like the most human moment in the film. Yeah. And my wife was in the bathroom during that moment. And oh, she came no. back. And so she saw the miserable stuff at the beginning, <laughs> the miserable stuff at the end, and kind of missed the only redeeming part the, like, of the movie. Yeah. The and part so she that, like holds it all together. Yeah, she yeah. hates the film, and I don't blame her, because it's right. a rough-ass movie. You're meant yeah, to yeah, hate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Spring Breakers. Like You're not meant to like Never saw the it. things happening, or the people in this movie. Spring Breakers is a very interesting movie because, like, the it's two halves. Have you seen it? Uh, I stopped watching it. Here's uh, the yeah, thing: yeah, yeah, yeah. the first half of the movie wants you to hate that movie actively, and then uh, James Franco shows up, and the movie shifts, uh, and it's still like not likable. But like, I do think it's an interesting exercise, sort of like Shutter Island, where I think that it's intentionally poorly made in the first like thirty minutes mm-hmm. to make you question the reality of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, like, Shutter Island in the theater, I was like, why is this ADR so obviously bad? Why is the editing so jarring? Why is the green screen so terrible? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this has to be intentional. And I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. Or that movie is garbage. Uh, I think both. Yeah, I both, think it's intentional. Yeah, yeah, it it's could be both. It <laughs> could be, yeah, for sure it could be both. But, yeah. Uh, anyway, Henneke. Cachet is one of my favorite movies. Uh, oh, you time. know, we're speaking about uh, Henneke. Um, the person who wrote The Piano Teacher, I can't remember her name. She's an Austrian writer, Elfried Jelinek, I think. She's won a lot of awards. Yeah. But I heard that I'm a glutton for punishment. I heard one of her books was one of the most depressing books ever made. It was called Wonderful, Wonderful Times, which is almost like a dare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to give you something heavy. We're calling it Wonderful, Wonderful Times ironic. Yeah. You're in for some rough shit. Yeah. And I was reading this book on a plane, and I was telling oh, my no. wife next to me, I was like, you know what? People said this book is depressing, but... 
I can handle this. This isn't too bad. And then I got to the end of the book, and then my jaw really dropped, like actually physically in real life, and I couldn't speak for the next 20 minutes. We were deboarding the plane, and I just walked along like a zombie, and I was wrecked. I was officially, I can't recommend it to anybody. Miguel, uh, Miguel from Game Trailers, trailers, he he was talking to me about the book, and he's like, that sounds great. I'm like, trust me, you don't want anything to do with this. (laughs) Audience, don't take my recommendation. Don't read Wonderful, Wonderful Time. You read, uh, a Little Life? Yes, that okay. book is like an endless tragedy, yeah. isn't it? That's right. 700 pages of heartbreak. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. My wife read that one because she, like she also is a glutton for punishment and likes like dark, sad stuff. The thing yeah. about And that one is like brutal. We don't want to get too far away from movies, but the thing about A Little Life and other movies that wreck us, I think sometimes if you have a really depressing movie and you have little moments of kindness in them, yeah. that almost is heartbreaking because like the contrast yeah. is there. Actually, uh, that. There's a comment. Uh, I have lots of comments. We had great engagement on this. Uh, I'm, I will not get to everyone, uh, given how much we're talking already. I think maybe I won't get to many of these at all. But um, I'm looking for who it was right now. But someone brought up. Oh yeah, Andrew Bailey brought up Bride of Frankenstein, uh, and I, I this scene had a huge impact on me too. And it's similar to what you were just saying, the part when the monster uh, befriends. Might have been a Frankenstein original Frankenstein, whatever. Uh, the part where in the Frankenstein mythos, where the monster befriends that old blind man, and like everything's terrible, he's being hunted by the villagers, but this blind man doesn't uh, know he's a monster, so he just becomes friends with him. But like it doesn't go well, you know. And like yeah, little moments like that make everything just worse <laughs> around it. Kind of yeah. one that got me was Twelve Years a Slave. Did uh, you see that one? Oh God, it's yeah. a beautiful movie, and the writing's incredible. Like the Steve writing Queen. is really like high art, and the actors deliver mm-hmm. it very well. Yeah. Um, but there, he goes through like all the brutalities of slavery, and there's a moment at the end where the main character Solomon. Dude. Oh my God! When he apologizes, he apologizes. it's dude. The, I'm sorry. I did that thing where my chin started. Wobbling. I was like, oh boy, oh boy, I'm gonna yeah. start crying. You know, it's when you're legit, trying to hold back like, tears, it's, it's the apology. One of my favorite yeah. moments oh, in god. movies. It's like, why are you I apologizing? Still think about this oh all my the god, time. you yeah. were just like brutally held captive and tortured for like d- a decade, uh, maybe more. It's wait, like, the, the the main character he finally the gets like slave is yeah, apologizing. He's yeah. apologizing to his family. To his family. Oh, oh, he, oh, he's oh, like, I'm oh, sorry, oh. it took me so long to yeah. get back to you. I was like, oh no. Okay, now I understand. Yeah. So I misunderstood. I thought it was like the plantation owner was apologizing. Oh, no. And I'm like, no. screw you, dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, there's no coming back yeah, from there's that. There's no, no coming apology. Back. Yeah. No <laughs> amount of apology. Yeah. Okay, now I understand. Oh, yeah, that oh, sounds dude. intense. Um, I'm sad, huh? <laughs> Have you ever, since we're off movies for a second, have you listened to The Wasp Factory by Ben Frost? No, what is that? It's a neo-opera, I guess, but it's a, there's an album of it. It's uh, based on a book, maybe called called The Wasp Factory, but it's uh, about a like psychotic, uh, misogynistic kind of homicidal young boy. Um, but the the musical opera, whatever, his in- internal monologue is stylized by women's. There are only women's voices in the thing, and so like his internal monologue is like these two women. Uh, it's very interesting. Uh, there's a song called My Greatest Enemies Are Women and the Sea. It's pretty intense. You should give it a listen. Anyway, uh, in a wreck you. I, I listened to it twice in a row on a plane, and it, like, unmoored my concept of reality for a little while. I was just like, I'm really unsettled right now, <laughs> but, like, I like this. Like, it's really weird. I feel gross. Um, have you seen, speaking of anime and things that wrecked us, have you seen Berserk? 
the trilogy oh, of movies, God, the Golden Age arc. No, so is this the recent ones that came uh, out? Because I know well, the original one. That's well, like, they're, they're the movies. I don't remember when they came out. There's a new so they did anime the, series on. Yeah, now. they did like a trilogy of movies, which yeah. is like one or two of the arcs, and yeah. then now there's like a new anime. Arc, yeah, uh, the movies are incredible. The movies are ten out of ten. Yeah, oh, they're good. Okay, they're great, incredible. Great. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Also, I was hesitant my, to watch them just because they came along. So amazing, uh, cool. Um, some of the best stuff I've ever seen, but like also some of the most disturbing yeah. stuff. Uh, I almost I hesitate to even talk about it, but like I just jumped in not knowing anything about it because I knew that it inspired Dark Souls. And by the end of the third movie, I like this almost never happens to me. I was sitting there with my mouth agape. I was just like ah <laughs> for like twenty minutes. The whole last movie, I was just like ah. I wish they made more. Phenomenal. You'd lo- you're gonna love it. Cool. Yeah, I can't you're wait. gonna love it. Uh, anyways, um, as I said, we have like a million billion comments, and like the first the first bunch I gathered here are just like people saying movies that wrecked them, and I thought it'd be fun to just kind of go through people's list cool. really quick. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, kind of just hear like to to kind of like populate. Oh, and Hannibal the TV series. I forgot to mention that. Like only one of my show that like visually visually disturbing show. Me. Yeah. Because visuals never get me. Yeah. I'm I'm a stone cold killer with visuals. You yeah. can't get me, you know. And Hannibal, three times I think over the course of that series, I like did one of these. Yeah. You know. Did you ever watch it? I can't handle a serial killer shit. It's totally oh other podcasts, but Encounters with Real Life Serial Killers for me makes it impossible for me to watch. Cult, cult background. You had yeah, I mean, dude, it's a whole other story. <laughs> and I want, I'm not sure if you'd classify them as serial killer, but someone who's killed multiple people that, in a similar fashion. Jeez. That that what to me means it? that Mind to Hunter? me means you watch Mind Hunter. No, I can't watch too any intense. of that unless dude. it's accidental. Yeah. I refuse to watch a serial killer movie because it like bugs me out too much. Movies wow. where people like accidentally kill people, like a simple plan, yeah. like movies like that, wreck me too. Where I'm just like, because I empathize with the characters, so mm-hmm. I'm just like sitting there thinking, like, oh my god, what would I do in that scenario? I feel terrible right now, just off the bat. Oh man, you call Hannibal the cops. is insane. Oh yeah, if I ever accidentally like <laughs> yeah. for real, calling the cops. Have you ever seen Search Party? <laughs> Oh, I want to watch that TV show. So depressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard you talk about it. It is so depressing. Anyway, uh, so bear with us for a second. I, d- I want to, like, people had some really good stuff to say this month. So I um, even if it makes us go even longer, I want to hear from, from the, the people. Uh, uh, I'll try to condense them as much as I can here. I already pared it down, but I'll try to pare it down some more. Rui Mendez brought up The Mist. Frank Darabont's Mist. Yeah. Very good ending. Uh, also, yeah. Bergman's Autumn Sonata. Bergman's intense. A lot Bergman, of Ingmar yeah. Bergman's All of them serious. Are just, Cries yeah. and Whispers I watched earlier this I never year. I saw that one. And that one's, that's, that's a brutal movie. A good um, brutal movie, though. They brought up Grave of the Fireflies. Um, Chang Dong Lee's Poetry, which I've never seen. Haven't mm-hmm. heard of that one. Yeah, no. I hadn't heard of that either. Nope. Uh, we'll have to watch it. Uh, they also shut it out to Infinity War for being like a blockbuster that can get you. Oh, Which kids were leaving in, in tears, tears, dude. Weeping yeah. openly. Yeah. See, I'm like wired backwards, so like <laughs> that kind of stuff makes me happy. I'm just like, yeah, they Where I'm just there. like, yeah, go there, yeah. do it, drama, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's weird because like stuff like Red Wedding and stuff like that, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah like these are pretend people. I don't yeah. care. This is drama, you know? But like, yeah, stuff <laughs> like Room, I'm just yeah. like, ooh. Yeah, Room hurts. Um, all right, Stephen Beaumont, Train Spotting, Requiem for a Dream, American History X. All great all examples. savage movies. Uh, 12 Angry Men, which I still haven't seen. 
Never. That's like a blind spot. Yeah, me, me too. Uh, yeah. Joseph Caruso brought up. A few other people brought up Twelve Angry Men. Apparently, my dad tells me all the time there's a, uh, I think Russian, version of it just called Twelve, which I guess is like almost a shot for shock remake except they change the ending. Hmm. He says it's really interesting. He says watch Twelve Angry Men and then watch that one. Uh, Tyler Travis brings up the Seventh Seal. Another Bergman. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Dear Zachary, which I don't, I don't know that one. Mm-mm. Um. The, uh, he brought up Mysterious Skin, which someone else talks about in more detail in a minute, and Dancer in the Dark. Um, obviously, like, famously sad. Carl Williams brings up Mother uh, and Mother. a Serbian film. Oh, God. Yeah, the descriptions of Serbian film I never were enough saw to wreck yeah. me. And I was like, I'm never what, watching what is that. It? Yeah, I've never... I can't even bring myself to say them. <laughs> L- look up the descriptions of I mean, it, it like or don't solo? look up the descriptions. Is it like solo? It or sounds worse than that. It sounds okay. like the guy set out to make the most reprehensible film ever made, and he probably succeeded. No interest in, in watching it. I yeah. definitely watched Solo, kind of just because everyone was like, it's the, the Pasolini most. one, right? Yeah, yeah. How it's was that? The most messed up movie is what everyone says. Did it live up to it? Um, it's very long. It's old enough now that um, things that would have been like, oh my god, back then are like, yeah. It's. I mean, it's obviously it's still very depraved. Uh, lots of like sexual stuff and like fecal stuff, and it's not pleasant. Um, but yeah, There's mostly. A, yeah. Mostly by the end of it, I was kind of just like, I kind of just felt like I'd waste my time. You There's know? a certain point where it just becomes like a Marilyn Manson video, yeah, where yeah. you get it. You're like, oh, okay, you're really dark. Right. I get yeah, it. Yeah, you're, you're trying going to. For yeah, it. bug it's me. Like, oh, okay, they're doing a the the. Toward the end, they do like a the the Mussolini guys, whatever. They do like a conga line, while they're like torturing people. That's like the height of its like satire or whatever. Um, yeah, if I knew more about like the history and stuff of that era and everything, I think probably it would be whatever. Uh, David Warren brings up the dentist, which I'd never heard of. The dentist? Yeah. Is that like the old like '90s horror movie? I guess. Could uh, pick there. Carlos Delgado brings up Blue Valentine, which I intentionally never Dude. watched because apparently it was just like the most difficult uh. romance, like ro- relationship movie ever made. It's a bummer. Yeah, yeah. Brian same Gosselin. reason I never watched. Oh, uh, I never watched Hanukkah's uh, Amore. Ha- oh God, Amore is is fucked up. Yeah. Half Nelson. Yeah. Did anyone say Half Nelson? No, no, no. It's another Ryan Gosling. Uh, I didn't, yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah, see Half Nelson on there. Substitute teacher addicted to crack. Yeah. Right? Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. And sure. they're doing Captain Marvel. So, oh, get hyped. Wow. <laughs> Intense. Yeah. Did they do Short Term 12 also? That's another Brie I f- Larson movie. I forget. I'm not sure. I think that's Brie Larson. Um, oh Zachary Walton brought up The Orphanage. Nice. That's your boy. I love The Guillermo, Orphanage. Right? Produced. Produced it. Oh, he didn't, he didn't yeah. direct it? Nope. That's a good one. What am I thinking of? Devil's Backbone? Which mm-hmm. one did he? Yeah, Devil, yeah Devil's Backbone. He, he directed. was involved in promoting The yeah. Orphanage. Did he direct yeah. produced. He directed Devil's Backbone, directed, and The Orphanage yeah. is a remake of that? Not no, really? No, no. Oh, it's its okay. own thing. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. It definitely has some images in there where mm-hmm. you're like, I wish I never saw it, and I'm going to see it in my mind forever from this <laughs> yeah. point on. Am I yeah. crazy? Is there a Spanish version of The Orphanage and then an English one? I don't Am I nuts? There's an English one. There's definitely a, it's, it's Spanish yeah. language. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. Spanish. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I, I got it confused with something else in my mind. Um, I hadn't heard of this one. Ken Reels brought up Once Upon a Forest. Uh, the scarier scenes in this film stuck with me the longest time. It was only until recently I was able to remember the title. Think what if Hannah Barra took elements from Don Bluth and it was just as much dark as he would insert. So it's like an animated thing? I have no idea. I've never heard of this. Never heard of it. It's a lot of weird ones. Another, the animation of like the 70s really unsettles me just kind of in general. Like Wizards 
Forbidden Planet, or Forgotten Planet. Uh, oh, I know which one you're talking about. That French one in outer space. Right? Yeah, 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 I love yeah, that yeah. one because it has its own I never weird internal logic. Oh, it's oh, great. Really? I highly recommend it. It's a little disturbing, but it's good. Uh, Ron Payne and a few. A lot of people brought up Jaws. Uh, I liked this one though. Jaws at the drive-in when I was a kid in 1975. Sharks. Luckily, Star Wars came out a few years later and everything was okay again. And the drive-in had great burgers. I like that one. Uh, Ms. Razy says Fox and the Hound is the first movie to make them cry. Evan Caitlin, uh, Blair Witch Project. Uh, Blair Witch Project was one of the movies from back in the day where... Uh, this still happens to me. We're just having a movie described to me. Yeah. Freaks me out. I have yet to see It Follows. Don't know if I ever will. You don't oh, know my that. friend directed that movie. Your it's friend great. directed yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Shout out to uh, David Robert Mitchell. He's so nice. Cool. He's awesome. And that movie is one of my favorite is movies. It, when I read the script, I was like, you have to make this because this is going to be one of my favorite movies. And it was after he made it. I know That's the. Really cool. I know Disaster Piece. He made the music, but uh, Rich Freeland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the mu- the movie's great. unsettling. I want to watch it, but like, it's just. Co- it's cool. You would like it because it's artsy. Really? It's about more things than just scaring you. Okay, okay. Because, like, just. It will scare you. Described to me, I was like looking behind my back and yeah. trying to walk home. Yeah. I was like, ah. yeah. yeah. Blair Witch. I, I love that. Movie. Still holds yeah, up. Yeah. I watched it like a few Blair years Witch, ago. Yeah. yeah. We did Blair Witch in Fortnite. We just like stood in the room staring at the corners. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> like, very funny. Me and my friend, we were just like staring at the corner. These guys came in and just shot us. Shot in us? Back. Yeah, I wonder if they got it. Blair Witch. Blair Witch. Did you say it? Were you like Blair Witch? With Blair Witch. Friend, yeah. And then there you go, Blair Witch. He's like my horror friend. We all, we see all our horror movies together. He came in and immediately just went into the other corner, just staring. Uh, I'll try to speed this up. Uh, um, Ryan brought up Europa, uh, which I saw and remember being depressed by. Uh, just LVT in general. Lars von Trier. He's another provocateur. He, he likes... always makes me angry because I'm like, he's got so much talent, but I never feel like he depresses me for a reason. Right. Besides that he's a misanthrope and hates he's the world. He's just antagonistic. Which yeah. I get it. We all know the world's fucking yeah, dark. Yeah, we yeah. know that already. Like, show us yeah. something in the middle of all that darkness. Like that's I, the purpose of yeah. making it. Like yeah. I said earlier, give me one character right. to root for. That right. is the crux of all my depressing film love, you know? It's, I think... Uh, Antichrist and Melancholia are definitely my favorites of his, I guess, if you could I call like them. Melancholia. If you could call them. Melancholia I like Melancholia. One, yeah. I, 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 he said a joke um, when Melan- before Melancholia came out where he said, this is my only movie with a happy ending, which I think is pretty funny because the like, planet yeah. just gets destroyed. <laughs> yeah. I like yeah. the idea of someone with depression, when the world goes to shit, they would be fine. the only one who could handle it because yeah, yeah. they're used mm-hmm. to feeling terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, I could relate to that. Maybe. Her character yeah. in that, she does a great job. I love Kirsten yeah. Um Dogville also brought up by Liquid Ender. Uh, Alan Kanlick brought up Toy Story 3. Toy Story 3, to me, great movie but the the moment where all all of them accept death yeah they're just like they accept death yeah there did you ever see toy story 3 uh-uh. the most there's a scene that. where they're yeah. they're going to be incinerated they've like fallen into an incinerator yeah. and they have a moment where they they're panicking they're freaking out they try to get out they realize they can't and then they all just hold hands yeah. and full-on embrace together. death because they're together they just look straight into the fire and they're mm-hmm. like all right Oh wow, that's almost We're going down together. It's insanity. It it's yeah. so good. And I heard a story. I don't know if I've ever told you this before, but um, I heard a story of someone on the internet who uh, cut to credits there and showed their mom that oh, that version that. of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. apparently he said, like, for months after, it's just like, I just can't believe those toys. I can't believe they ended the movie that way. You know. And then later he was like, Mom, all right, <laughs> there's another half hour <laughs> to that movie. So good. Um, yeah, Toy Story three, dude. Also, the ending is equally 
sad. Top bittersweet. Tier. Bittersweet. Top tier movie. Um, Hostel. Minimic brought up Hostel. That one's kind of just like... Doesn't really wreck me. Well, those are just like shock torture shock, porn movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which never really... Because they don't have the emotional yeah. gravitas. Exactly. Uh, Caesar Villa um, brought up Chasing Amy. Another relationship falling apart movie. Mm. Um, yeah, have any... Me. Have any of these... This is going to be a long episode. Have any of these movies... Uh, you mentioned, like, uh, the piano teacher having an impact on your life, changed your life, because it made you feel like you had to empathize more. Do you have any other examples of, of movies like this that did that to you in any way? Or did anything like that to you? Changed your life for better or worse? I mean, a lot of movies, whether they're, like, sad or not, I love movies because I get to hear people's stories and because mm. I get to empathize with certain situations and that's that's what I love most is taking that away so it's kind of hard to like parse out you know specific examples because yeah. I'm always just looking for that in a movie regardless of what it is um have you ever yeah. what's up oh no I was just thinking active killing Oh. Do you know this documentary? Someone, uh, someone else brought that up. Actually, one of yeah. the uh, patrons wrote in. Hey, yeah, there we go. Finally, brought up that. Uh, tell us about. Tell so, us about the act of active killing. killing is a documentary. It may be the most important movie ever made. I wow. might go out on a limb and make that bold claim. I gotta see it. It's a uh, by Josh Oppenheimer. It's uh, produced by Herzog, Werner Herzog, yeah. and, and Errol, Errol Morris. Morris. Yeah, 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 and it's about um, genocide in Indonesia, real genocide that happened. It's a documentary, and they take the actual murderers who committed this genocide soldiers and generals who ordered it and make them reenact it like put they give them a budget to put on like a stage production like almost like a musical it's really colorful and they're like tell us your story of what happened in the war so these murderers and genocidal mm. criminals sort of glorify themselves in these stage productions and it's like a three hour investigation yeah, what's into, the guy's name into evil the like main crazy psycho guy in Indonesia? No, in or? that in the act of killing. It's like the main the main dude. I forget his name. I, I can't remember the yeah, name. Yeah, I never saw but it. Yeah. It's it's really, really intense. Because they made another one too, right? They had a follow up called the follow-up. Sound of Silence. Yeah. Which shows the victim's perspective. Yeah. And that one's even more depressing. Yeah. But I was in Indonesia recently, like a few months ago, and we were talking. I was talking about Indonesian history with some people, uh, it was like job related, and then I brought up this movie because I was like, I was wondering what they thought about it, and it, it was not cool. It was not cool for me to bring it up. Oh, that wow. movie is banned in Indonesia. Whoa! And then me bringing it up, I got the reactions of like, dude, why did you even watch that movie? Whoa. Why would you think that's a good movie? Because. It, it's kind of handled indelicately. That's sort of the point of the movie is to draw out these evil people and let them demonstrate their own evil, which is right. fascinating to s- study. But I can imagine if you're in that culture, right. you don't want to see them put on this like yeah. pompous pageantry of all the evil acts they've committed. So it was interesting to go there in real life and yeah. talk to real people Whoa. who have history with that and their family. And they were like, dude, that movie's not cool. I have to say, though, the movie really influenced me because you see that these evil people are are human beings in a terrible way that puts you on right. guard where you're like, no, it's not going to be a monster who does monstrous things. It's going to be a regular person. Right. And you have to stand up to regular people who can act charming at times. Like evil people can act charming and have a normal conversation with you. And they're still capable of doing yeah. horrible things. Probably the most evil ones are the best at it. Yeah. And that <laughs> recalibrated all of my thinking about, okay, 
I need to step up in certain situations just because a person has a nice side. If they're doing something bad, right. it's kind of up to you to make that call of like, this is crossing the line. I need yeah. to do something to stop them. So controversial movie, especially in Indonesia, but it helped me to watch it. Yeah. yeah. God, that sounds Dang. intense. I hope they check that one out. It's very intense. Yeah. That's how it came out. Uh, a couple of people brought up Mysterious Skin. Megan Linart. Lynn Art brought up Mysterious Skin. I never saw that one, mm-hmm. actually. Some, this is an interesting topic for me because this episode, because like a lot of them, if I catch wind of how disturbing a movie is beforehand, oftentimes I won't go. <laughs> um, you know? But uh, Mysterious Skin deals heavily with like two people who were like sexually assaulted by a baseball, or baseball coach when they were kids. You know, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I think, is one of them. I don't remember who the other one is. Um, but yeah, sounds intense. Yeah. Never saw that one. Kids. There's one, I guess. Kids. Like, ki- oh, my God. Ki- kids. Oh, the film kids? Yeah. The, subject the film of kids. kids, and kids yeah. Yeah, yeah. Double, actually. This yeah. movie kids and the subject of kids makes me, like, want to just take care of everyone and love everyone. You know, yeah. I think of, um, oh, what's that movie? Elephant? The school shooting one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That Is was that? a Gus Van Sant movie. Gus yeah, Van yeah, yeah, Sant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I movie that one, yeah. wrecked me. Just destroyed oh, me. Oh, man. Just seeing troubled people get bullied and abused right. and then take it out on innocent people, right. that's, like, the number one thing that just destroys me. Kids in general, yeah. yeah. It's just, like, if you know, I'm all about protecting any kind of, like, yeah. disenfranchised or, like, differently abled mm-hmm. group. But, like, yeah. kids, you just have to, yeah. Did any of you protect. see You Were Never Really Here, the Joaquin Phoenix I wanted movie to. that came I missed out this it when it was year? In theaters, yeah. I have to strongly recommend to never see it because oh. it will break your soul. Oh. It would say it broke my soul. Like, oh, it's the best movie of the year. And I think Joaquin Phoenix should definitely win an Academy Award. I'm not even a Joaquin Phoenix fan. I usually think he's a bit extra. Yeah. But seeing him in this movie, I was like, oh, this is the journey you've been on. You've been trying to get to this point. Where you could do a character like this. The movie is so intense. It's directed by Lynn Ramsey. It's so stylish. And Why is so, that name familiar? Uh, she did Morven Collar, Ratcatcher. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. We need to talk about Kevin. Oh, this is the first yeah. movie I've one. seen by her. And I was like, damn, she's so talented. I'm embarrassed I haven't seen any of her movies. We need movies to talk about Kevin until now. But I was shaking. Intense. I came out like shaking from oh, wow. watching it. And I told my wife, I need a hug. Don't ever watch this movie. <laughs> wow. Um, I can't recommend seeing it, but it's amazingly passionate and galvanizing to help make the world a better place. The main character has PTSD and it's the most accurate portrayal I've ever seen of what it feels like to have PTSD from the first three seconds of the movie. You know, you're in trouble. uh, Like it's it's intense. Have you ever seen, and I I cannot sing this show's praises enough. uh, Amazon's Patriot. Awful no, title. I haven't seen the it. title no. immediately unsells Omar, everyone. Dude. Like Omar Patriot. from my roommate Omar. You, you know Omar, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, for months he was rec- recommending Patriot to me, and I was like, "No, it's called Patriot. Get out of my like, stop <laughs> it. Get out of my mentions." But uh, then, like, he was watching it one day, and I like wound up sitting there watching it, and I was like, "What is this? This is really good." And he's like, "Patriot." Patriot. It's like, is it about patriots? No. No. <laughs> well, he does his job. You know, he's a spy basically. But like, uh, it's basically like. Wes Anderson, by way of Coen Brothers, meets Mission Impossible, I guess. Not really. Not really Mission Impossible. But, like, it's like a good burn after reading. Mm. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to describe. But also, like, one of the best depictions of PTSD and depression 
I think I've ever seen. Wow. Like there was an episode of that show that like I've cried like three times ever. And it was Guardians of the Galaxy, San Junipero, and Patriot. Oh. Patriot, dude. dude on Patriot the list with those? Is so good. Lord. good. All right, I'm going to watch You would it, love man. it. You would love oh, it. Yeah, I'm going to watch yeah. it now, for sure. It's 100%. funny. It's touching. How many seasons? It's thoughtful. Just one right now. Oh. Supposedly, season two is coming out this year. Hopefully, I don't know. After I watch eight Will Ferrell movies, I'll yeah. be sure to uh, he lost a bet. get on that. Uh, oh, that's a hefty punishment. Very yeah. hefty. <laughs> well, the stakes were Brandon would have had to watch all of season one of Gotham, so it, like, <laughs> it works out time-wise. He kind of got off easy. Um... Steven C.T. brought up Princess Mononoke, which I think is a good yeah. one. What do you guys think about uh, war movies? Has anyone really brought up any war movies in the Not comments? Because, um, you know, war movies are depressing as hell. Yeah. But someone actually, I think uh, Paths of Glory for me is like the number one. Stanley Kubrick, one of his earliest films, um, really humanizes the soldiers of it and how ridiculous war is yeah. the whole thing is about world war one and the troops are supposed to advance when they hear the whistle and the people advance on their side and just get gunned down like there's nothing anyone can do if you go up you are gonna get shot and die so a couple people just don't go during the whistle and it's all the whole movie's about like them getting uh put on trial for like breaking the rules you're gonna execute them so whole movie is about the trial of Which that. Which movie is it? Paths of Glory. Oh, Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Kirk Douglas is like the main general guy and he's like defending them because he was on the front lines too and like he's right. the one blowing the whistle but he's like defending him and it's just so depressing because when you like unpack war and the at war, we could have a whole thing about war but when you really unpack it and it's just like yeah, your orders were to go but like we were going to die no matter what you know right. there's that disconnect so of like, like why do it exactly right. yeah so yeah war war and my brain don't get along i no. can't figure it out generally yeah. i guess people have oil that we yeah. want password is gut-wrenching movie uh someone actually did bring up war uh samuel cardwell brought up uh the thing that wrecks him the most tragedy caused by circumstances beyond anyone's control like sudden pointless meaningless a few people brought that up where it's like pointless deaths Mm -hmm. uh he brings up gallipoli like world war one movies yeah where it's just like people just like there's nothing you can do you just get killed now yeah uh i'm like thinking about the d-day and private ryan i'm like tearing up right now fuyanotabi brought up lost world jurassic park of all things but there's this (laughs) change of pace when the the t-rex what we need eats eddie (laughs) when the t-rex eats eddie because he has that gun that he could shoot the t-rex with but it gets stuck on the net Mm. and then he just can't get it up in time and then can't get the gun eddie up in time eddie i don't remember who eddie is he's like the guy his like friend but okay land uh What's his name? Whatever. Goldblum's friend? Yeah. Uh, oh, like in Jurassic World that Goldblum's just over it? Oh, let yeah. It, let him burn. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, yeah, when I was watching that, did you see that movie? Mm-mm. He's in like, he was he had like a two-hour shoot day yeah. for that movie. He's yeah. just like at a, talking at a symposium <laughs> or whatever. But uh, yeah, uh, they they bring up the question of like, well, should we save these dinosaurs from this volcano or not? And I'm like, in my head, I was just like, there's one correct answer. And then he's just like, 
let them burn. They had their chance. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just like, they shouldn't be here anyway. And I'm like, yep. That That's a movie, That that's a logical leap. That movie where, like... His I, character? No, no, no. That's the correct, but, like, all the protagonists of the movie who are trying to save the dinosaurs, like... Yeah. The core argument of your film is wrong. Well, like with her, it's redemption, making up for her past, because like I she guess. was involved with all that. And for him, like Chris Pratt, it's like love. Blue's like a kid to him, yeah, you I know. Suppose, I suppose. Anytime love is love is involved, I'm, I buy it. Someone else brought anyway. this up. Uh, we're moving into like films that made you scared of something, for like ongoing fear. Like Ooh. it made me afraid to go downstairs in my house mm. for a long, long time. Uh, I have an irrational fear of man-made structures in water. Someone else brought up the movie Poseidon Adventure, but I loved that movie as a kid. Hmm. So I don't know what happened to me that made me afraid of like ships and stuff underwater. Mm-hmm. Terrified think, of it now. I think over the years, just watching so much of this content and playing so much of this content, it's definitely affected my brain. Like I'll go into a bank or something. Oh yeah, and just be like, it could happen right now. Someone yeah. could bust in here. Yeah, yeah. You know, or when I'm driving, just like car crash. It's oh going god, down. I hate oh. that shot you in know? movies from the side. The side and, no, and you know yeah. something's gonna happen. Yep. Yeah, Every yeah, time yeah. I go through an intersection, like a yellow light, I'm bracing. I'm just well, and also <laughs> like it, it brings up like the language, you know, film filmmaking language. But it's like anytime there's that angle, you're yeah. like, even if it's just like a romantic <laughs> movie, and nothing bad's gonna happen. Yeah. Anytime, like never use that angle yeah. unless something bad is gonna happen. I can't stand it. I can't I stand it. it. <laughs> well, the thing I love in uh, No Country for Old Men, which I still to this day assert is the most perfect film made by human beings, uh, they do that shot, but the wrong way. The car hits you from the camera side. Cool. Uh, I don't remember. It's at the end. I haven't seen it in like five years. I have a funny antidote from No Country for Old Men. But it doesn't make me look very good. But that's what's funny about it. So <laughs> I was at the uh, please go. On. I was at early screening of this movie, and Javier Bardem and Josh Berlin were there, and oh, then uh, look at you. The Coen Brothers were there, and I I've always loved Barton Fink. That's one of my favorite oh, absolutely. movies. Absolutely. When I was a teenager, I went into an a, abandoned building and graffitied "Please watch Barton Fink" on the <laughs> building. I loved it so much. And like I had I had a picture like a, a, that I had developed of "Please watch Barton Fink," and I always had it hanging up on my wall, and when we got invited to the screening, I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this picture to the to the Coen brothers. It'll be great. We'll, I'll be at No Country for Old Men. They'll think it's funny. They'll be like, yeah, it's hilarious. Check this kid out. He spray painted our movie. So No Country for Old Men was over. Joel and Ethan Coen did their little talk, and I went up to Ethan Coen. Afterwards, I was like, hey, I've always loved Barton Fink, and when I was a kid, I, I spray painted some graffiti about it. I thought you should have this. He looked freaked out. He looked like I was some, like, crazy guy who'd come out to like attack him <laughs> and he called his like helpers over he's like uh tina uh johnny uh come over here and they like escorted him away from me and i was like "Ooh, that did not go the way i planned at all it was really embarrassing i thought they'd be like Weird. hey look at this guy he's great tommy lee jones yeah, come over the... him he, he spray painted this come out to denny's with us afterwards and eat <laughs> it was embarrassing it was Whoa. a it was a disaster why did he have that reaction i don't know i think the yeah. co- from everything i've seen of the coen brothers <laughs> And heard them talk and stuff. I think they're very, like, shy. He looked at me like I was Travis Bickle. Like, right. <laughs> like yeah, I just yeah. bum-rushed him or something. Yeah. So. I mean, like... It was embarrassing. They're good Midwestern boys, you know? <laughs> like, spray-painting a building is tantamount to murder, I think. Yeah. It could be. You're, yeah. like, a criminal. It's crime. Today. Yeah, it's crime. Yeah. <laughs> but that's amazing. I love Barton Fink. I think about... I need to rewatch it again, but I, I think about the, like, I will show you the life of the mind. That movie's kind of affecting, like, actually. That's a little bit oh, yeah. on their wrecking t- uh, oh, territory. Sure. Yeah. 
But then again, like movies like a, a Serious Man, where uh, have you seen that one? I have, yeah. Uh, where it's like nothing goes well, you know. To me, that's a happy movie. I don't know. Like the end, I left the theater and I was like happy. The ending is hilarious. I only saw it once in the theater. Oh yeah, can't remember these movies. The tornado. I've seen so many, and you just forget. Yeah, I have seen it. Yeah, don't remember anything about it. I remember standing on a roof. Yeah, that's I remember like his weird neighbor has like some sexual undertones with the neighbor. Oh yeah, it's like ice in the glass. That actor turned out to be amazing, though, right? Isn't he the the main guy of water? Oh, Michael guy? Stolberg. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's great. In, uh, oh, Call Empire. Me by Your Name. I love him. Right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I he's love so good him. in Call Me by Your Name. He's like the dad in Call Me by Your Name. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Um, Take Shelter. Have you seen that one? Yeah, that's very similar. Michael. Shannon? I saw yeah, the yeah. leap you made there with the ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a good movie. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let me see. Uh. Yeah, did did anything you saw as like a little kid, just la- like a, someone brought up Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Uh, Andrew Bailey brought up Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That one, I love that movie. It's like another almost perfect movie, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, the shoe going in the dip, and then like uh, the judge at the end, like talk just God. like this, freaky, like, freaky as hell, man. Yeah. Oh, that one didn't like last with me though. Yeah, it really messed me up as a kid. The real life stuff really got me as a kid, like misery. Oh, yeah. You know, just these, like, people holding you captive. Yeah. That's kind of my fear. Like, you said room earlier. Things like that are just sadistic and disturbing. And, and like, you were saying about serial killers, like, that stuff will always affect me more than aliens or monsters or gore. It's like, if you just have a real world psycho i'm yeah. way more freaked out it's hard to shake you're like yeah that really happens yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, the, the older i get the more affecting that is yeah I mean, as a kid like the supernatural stuff like it maybe it was my religious upbringing i don't know but like ghosts and stuff that you mm-hmm. couldn't explain or fight against really bothered me a mm-hmm. lot like that stuff scared the hell out of me yeah. uh whereas serial killers like mike myers like that kind of like yeah. that's just a dude like yeah. whatever you can get away <laughs> it's a monster uh, dude yeah yeah but yeah now the more i think about like the meat yeah. This vessel, you know, like, and not wanting to get murderized. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, that stuff is the real tea right there. Hannibal, man. That show is unsettling because it, it makes you hungry God. and terrified. Makes you hungry? What? Because they that makes shoot. You hungry? Well, it doesn't make me hungry, but I mean, they Wait, shoot. It my appetite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. It, like, makes. they. What I mean is, like, it makes you lose your appetite, but they're shooting the bodies the way that they shoot food. Ooh, weird. Like that's how they yeah, do it in that show. It yeah. is, it is, it's unappealing, but it's also like highly like it really messes with your head because it's it's shot to be enticing. The huh, show it's is almost putting you in the shoes. It's of putting the you killer. in the shoes yeah. of Hannibal. Like it wants you to salivate like you're looking at food, but it's a carcass. But why? And like oftentimes, like <laughs> well, because Hannibal is a cannibal, right? Yeah, so like, yeah. it dresses it up. As I mean, he dresses up bodies like food all the time. Please come back, Hannibal. Candyman is another one. I never Candyman. saw it. VG Junkie. Oh, my Candyman. childhood right there. I never saw it, but it was described to me. I Freaky. remember a moment. <laughs> I remember a moment because it, the movie had been described to me. I was like eight, like a child. Yeah. And it was described to me. And it's like, if you look in the mirror and say this, it'll come out and get you. Mm-hmm. But I misunderstood because the person who described it to me said, yeah. And then this black man comes out and gets you. And I thought, like, in my head, like, I meant, thought they meant, like, literally, like, yeah, actual, like, a like black, shadow right? man. Like a shadow man. Yeah. 
And then, so I, I was like crying and scared one night, and my mom was like, "What's going on?" And I told her, you know. And then she's like, "Are you, are you afraid of black people now?" And I'm like, "Not black people, mom. He's literally black, like the color black." Shadow people. You know what yeah. did get me? No, apparently eyes. I was wrong. <laughs> it's just a black dude. The movie Ghost but got me surprisingly as a kid dude. because those little shadow things that when you die and they yes, drag you they down to hell. To hell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are a little creepy. Totally. I don't know. If they're still creepy now, but as a kid. I was Man. always on the watch out for yeah. those. It's yeah, just yeah. like, I guess that's the, that's the point I wanted to bring up at this part is because like misunderstandings that you have as a child that make things so much worse. Mm-hmm. Like I I misunderstood just having Candyman described to me that it was some like horrific monster when really it's like a man will come out, which is like still freaky, but it's not yeah. that freaky. Yeah. I mean, I've still never seen them, so I don't really know. But like I misunderstood it just because I was like six or whatever, like eight. Um, things like that, but like, Quick aside, I haven't seen the Mr. Rogers documentary yet, but I really super want to. Because apparently he was very cognizant of that, how kids can misunderstand mm-hmm. things like that. And um, like that's why he would do stuff. And he would be very careful about language to be like, this is literally what this means. You can't mistake it for anything else. Like mm-hmm. That's why he did stuff like you can't get sucked down the drain. Because yeah. <laughs> he's like, kids are afraid of that. Like I was afraid of some like spectral shadow man, but really I didn't need to be. Because I just misunderstood <laughs> Because I was a moron. But, uh, yeah, anyway, kids are stupid. Mr. Rogers. Kids are the best. Goat. Goaty. We already talked about positive change. Um, We're running a little short on time here. How about this? What's a movie that you're happy that you saw once, but you never, ever want to see ever again? Oh, I know I have a ton of these. Like, I mean, Requiem for a Dream, Requiem never dream. need to watch ever I've again seen, in my life. When I was a kid ever. and all depressed all the time and like, you know, no desire. my formative years, I would watch Requiem a lot. Yeah. I had like a weird time. I mean, like I had chronic depression as a kid, like from 13 to 20, you know. Um, uh, this movie probably didn't help or maybe it, maybe it that, did. That movie, yeah. like, I don't know. It was like commiserating, but also like really depressing. And that one, like had infidelity stuff in it too so it really affected me in that way poorly um but i remember movies that um unintentionally now carry a bunch of baggage that aren't sad but wreck would wreck me if i watched them father of the bride part two and as good as it gets because i would just watch them on repeat when i was super depressed for years so they just have that association they just have that association yeah. now but yeah uh, you know that earlier 12 years a slave i like love that movie the filmmaking of it but I, j- I can't watch Cannot. it again. It's yeah. so sad. Manchester by the Sea, Casey Affleck, real life. Can't yeah. really vouch for Monster that fella. Man, yeah. But the movie, there's other people who made that besides him. And that movie was, was super good. affecting. And I don't think I can watch it again. It's so heartbreaking. And yeah. that's one where his character isn't an awesome dude, but you just see it as a like uh, case of har- almost harmless mishaps that lead to a terrible tragedy and that's really sympathetic where you're like okay you fucked up a little but it destroyed your life in a way that was much more severe than the crime that you right, right, yeah, right yeah yeah that's always that's really hard intense. to watch yeah just because sometimes i don't like things that portray how mean fate can be right because I mean, some people do just get a really bad shake like that. And that's depressing to watch because I can't talk myself out of that either. Right. Like, yeah, right. some people's lives are sad fucking stories and that's it. The end. Also, yeah. like, kind of like what we were talking about before about um, when you care about a person in a horror movie. Um, I think that horror especially, but any movie where the characters do 
the right thing. Like they do the thing that makes the most sense mm-hmm. and it still fails. Like yeah. they still fail. That to me is the most powerful and a sign of just good writing. But it's like, yeah, no, they're behaving like a person. They're doing what they would do. And it's still just like, I don't sucks. I don't think you're a fan. It's one of my all time favorites. The departed. I love it, but it has that. Yeah. In the elevator. That's that scene that gets me, you know, he's trying to do the right thing. I don't. I don't hate The Departed. I just think like he made many better films previous yeah, to yeah, that, yeah, yeah. prior to that, and like they just threw him the Oscar because he was due, you yeah. know. But I'm like, he should have had it for Mean Streets, like <laughs> whatever, course, you know. So <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, Sorry, better he late has than better never. movies. I better think. late than never. Yeah, yeah. It's what it represents. Right. Sure. On the subject of Martin Scorsese, one of my favorites recently has been The King of Comedy. Have you seen that one? No. It's an earlier film of his with Robert De Niro, completely different from anything Martin Scorsese ever made. It's a guy who wants to be a late night talk show host. Huh. It's Robert De Niro who has a dream of being uh, like Johnny Carson or okay. something like that. Weird. And he's Sounds so awesome. obsessive and stalkerish about getting this job, and you feel really bad for this guy with a depressed life who's so obs- he's obsessed in a Max Fisher from Rushmore kind of way. Okay, it's really funny. With sort of an unexpectedly heartbreaking kick at the end. Yeah. It's an amazing movie. I, wow. It's his best movie in my mind. It's Robert De Niro's Scorsese's best role best mo- oh. and Martin Scorsese's best movie. I don't oh. hear people say it's that great. They need to watch it again. Mm-hmm. And then they'll agree <laughs> agree with me. It's amazing. Cape uh, Fear, that's one I never need to watch again. Oh, yeah. That's them. De Niro and Scorsese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Affliction? You guys ever see Affliction? No. Nick Nolte. Oh yeah, that movie's a bummer. Such From a bummer. Start to finish. Se- oh yeah, my yeah. gosh. That's a that's a tall glass of bummer. Yeah, yeah just abusive, <laughs> terrible father. Yeah. Small town. Jo- oh, some of these movies. Uh. Gosh. I'm gonna need to do something will. really happy after this. I'm gonna watch some oh, Will yeah, Ferrell yeah. after this. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, I do that. Like, uh, I'm gonna go play Super Mario World or something. Yeah, you need like a digestif (laughs) after these movies. Sometimes you're just like, oh man, I gotta watch something happy. Um, Do you you have any examples of unintentional things that movies that unintentionally kicked you that like the filmmakers did not intend? For for me, the example. I mean, this is morbid, but like the example for me is Guardians of the Galaxy made me cry just because my mom had died before I saw it. Mm-hmm. That's I, a rough movie for that. And subject. I did yeah. not like, really expect into that. to be yeah. kicked in the dead mom button. Totally, you know, by Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, but it did. And Especially so that if you movie, think you're like, going to watch like a comic right, book right. Upbeat kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah so yeah. it blindsided me. Uh, do you guys have any examples like that? Full I mean, in our don't want to cry. Oh yeah, the most depressing. That movie like seems like it's like wants to be depressing. Yeah, but God. like my brother is sick with cancer, so it's yeah. like just hit home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So those things that hit home are like I the definitely worst. yeah. My dad also. I I definitely avoid. Don't watch it. All cancer things. Mm-hmm. Just avoid them. Yeah. Uh, Cries and Whispers, the Ingmar Bergman movie. I think oh. I mentioned that earlier. Is about a family of sisters and that's the subject one of them sick and dying and it's so heart-wrenching these people trying who are just cold and dead inside trying to like find the compassion in themselves they have like a servant in the house who's taking care of someone and it's like a good example of like sometimes as a human you just have to like get your hands dirty in the act of caring for people and i definitely related to the cold sisters who just couldn't find that compassion and watching it was like i need to be like the caring household like hospice nurse that's the person i want to be and i wasn't expecting to watch that movie that day and i was kind of a mess afterwards but 
ever since that I've been thinking about like I need to be a little bit more like this character. It's be always, careful when you watch it. Yeah, yeah. It's always very unsettling for me uh, when I realize that I'm empath- like I'm identifying with the wrong character. You know, like Thoroughbreds uh, saw that, oh, yeah. and like, and I was like, ah, I identify with the girl who feels nothing probably way more than I should. <laughs> <laughs> like, she literally has no feelings, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes uh, that's good, though, to know you're not alone in that feeling. Yeah, it may yeah. be a temporary feeling, but just sure. for, like, to, like, I watched Sacred of a Killing Deer last night. Oh, yeah. And that's the lobster director. I He's like He's got lobster, a Greek name. Mostly. I can't remember Yeah, the dog tooth guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that Killing of a Sacred Deer was going to be weird, magical realism like the lobster. Oh, I know. Killing of a Sacred it. Deer yeah. doesn't take place in real life. Uh, mm. It's some weird short story experimental fiction magical land. Okay, and it was so darkly funny. I, it, I laughed a billion times at inappropriate places. And I think after a week long marathon of movies that wrecked me, ending with that one sort of was like a relief. It's like mm. okay, you just went through a bunch of dark shit. It's okay to laugh at this. Yeah, we don't have to take it all seriously. It's a pretty bleak movie with a downer ending, but you'll laugh a couple times along the way. I had so. the weirdest experience as a kid. Uh, I watched the movie Bring Out, Bringing Out the Dead oh, yeah, with yeah. Nicholas, uh, Nick Cage. And, like, the first time we saw it, I don't know why, but my friend and I thought it was a comedy. So we were just, like, laughing the whole time. We thought it was so funny and dark. There's like, some very dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, Nick Cage. But, right. But then I saw <laughs> it. I showed it to someone a second time, like, a month later. And I was like, oh, no, this is like the most depressing movie of all time. So to this day, I've only seen it those two times. To this day, I'm not sure which one it is. Mm -hmm. Like, which version of that movie is the real one? Is it funny or the most depressing thing ever? Like, I have no idea. (laughs) He, like, loves the, like, adrenaline of it, right? Yeah, yeah, he's, like, addicted to, Yeah. yeah, like near misses or whatever i do like the psychedelic red red wine montage sequence in that movie someone dies and that ub40 song's playing and it's kind of cheesy oh, but yeah. it's done in a weird way where these like sparks Is he, like, are flying or drunk i think or so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it's been so many years man yeah when i was a kid i just watched like all the darkest stuff leaving las vegas yeah i've never brought myself to watch yeah that one seems yeah. like a real downer such a downer yeah like when i was a kid we were watching like constantly like hellraiser and like just all the most depressing stuff. But you turned out to be a wonderful human being. Yeah. So look at that. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Adam Mulaney brought up the end of Terminator two. Gets him every time. I thought you'd appreciate that. Thumbs up. Uh, T two. Did you call him Wad dipshit? That's, my favorite, that's just my favorite line. Oh, did you call him what? Put you like that. Would you kindly ask a question that I thought was ang- uh, interesting? Um, what movies recently... This is a little of a departure from this topic, kind of. But what movies, instead of making you sad or wrecking you in that way, just made you mad? Like, angry Handmaid's at the Handmaid's Tale movie. makes me pissed. It's a show, not a movie. I'm that's sorry. That's, like, meant to make yeah. you mad, though. Yeah. Do you mean make you mad at the movie make you mad or make you mad at, at the, the world? Like, or? at the movie. I think is that the example that they brought up was the dark tower because like myself, they have read all of the books and the movie was trash. Okay. 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 For me, annihilation is a similar kind of thing. I need to like divorce myself from the idea Mm -hmm. that, you know, he was actually adapting the book because it's very loose. Oh, I like annihilation. I like the book and I like the movie. Even I love the books. 
They're like some of my favorite the books movie, like, fills ever made. In some stuff. It's just a different story. It's entire like yeah. if I I need to watch it again now that I'm prepared for that mm-hmm. in my mind. Like mm-hmm. I kind of knew it before going in, but like it is so a different story that it's yeah. you know it made me upset at first. The movie turned the story into like a relationship metaphor, right. which the book wasn't really about at all. at all. But I yeah. like that in horror art movies when they somehow extrapolate all this gruesome stuff yeah. to uh, describe the emotions characters in a relationship are going through did you ever see thirst which is uh yes. by the director of yeah. old boy yeah it's a vampire thirst adaptation very good of an emile zola novel yeah. and it turns the whole like gruesome vampire thing into like uh metaphor know. about characters who love each other yeah oh, okay i didn't even know it was an adaptation it's an adaptation cool. of a book uh Therese for queen which is not about vampires at all it's a fascinating book really and like when you i was reading the book it has all these long descriptions of people's pale necks and i was like i see what he did he was reading this and he got the idea it's a beautiful mashup have you seen thirst, thirst, oh, thirst, thirst is amazing i think oh, it's his thirst. best film yeah uh is that book john uh park, park chan, park chan- Wook, yeah. i mean um i don't know man handmaiden is real good handmaiden's good too handmaiden, handmaiden is, is good. good i have some i have <laughs> some problems with handmaiden but overall it's a what's thumbs wrong, up what's wrong with it felt a little exploitative in the way that the i don't want to give things away about the end of the movie yeah but uh it sort of describes how these women are being used for his like pulpy erotic novels. And it almost feel like the movie turned into one of those yeah. in a way that I felt could have been handled better. Overall, still like it a lot. I read still that as intentional. Up. I did too. Yeah. But it's like a cake and eat it too kind sure. of situation. Sure, like, Oh, I'm from. criticizing it by replicating it. But, which, yeah, yeah. You know, that doesn't uh, always yeah, work. No, it doesn't always pay yeah. off. I liked it though. It's good. It's a good um, movie. Yeah. But yeah, thirst is so good. I'm, I'm due for a rewatch on thirst. Oh thirst. boy. Wreck me. Old boy is very oh, intense. Old that's boy, a bummer. old boy wants you to feel hurt. Yeah, yeah for old sure. boy is like Hanukkah levels of yeah. like screw you for watching. Um, it has yeah. some tenderness though. It oh, almost yeah, has sure, a happy ending. Sure. Almost oddly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Titus, the uh, Julie Taymor, oh, Titus Andronicus. That's amazing. That one's great. I love that movie. Yeah, I want to see more from her. Woof! She's is great. that a bleak? Yeah. <laughs> it's bleak. I'm trying to think. Of also, really anachronistic. Bleak. I loved it. Yeah, that movie. I forgot about that. Movies that made me angry. But, uh, yeah, Titus is real good. Hard to get. I get angry at Todd Solondz movies. Oh, yeah. I get angry at Todd Solondz. I'm like, you they, put all that effort into making us feel miserable for for what reason? For what? I yeah. don't, I don't, it's so artfully done, but it, they're just miserable. Yeah. And I get, I get angry at him for trying to make me feel miserable. I'm like, you don't know me. Why do you want me to feel miserable, right. buddy? Mm-hmm. Harmony yeah. Corinne is sometimes like that for me, too. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, why? <laughs> like kids. I never watched Gummo or Gummo or whatever because it just looks yeah. so depressing. And Spring Breakers, I was just like, oh, God. I was like, I get it. <laughs> it's like, oh. Yeah. It's an interesting thing, right? Because sometimes, I mean, Hanukkah for sure, like you are being punished. Like that's the point. Yeah. Like A lot of Kubrick movies are not yeah. necessarily entertaining. Right. They're punishing you. Right. Way, I you do know? like ones that gnaw away at you for a right. little while. I like a movie where I'm not sure if I like it. And right. then five days later, I'm like, oh, I just realized I loved it. Those to are me, some of my favorite movies. To yeah. me, movies like that or like when the realization comes a few days later. For me, the, the most palpable example was um, Let the Right One In, where like two days later, I was like, oh, no, wait, that's what was going on with that relationship. Okay. And it, like, retroactively changed my entire read on the movie. That's fun. And made that's it so fun. much better. Yeah. Um, love stuff like that. <clears throat> but, yeah, movies where you're not sure what you think 
It's I a tightrope. It's hard to handle these tough subjects and pull it off well. I think yeah. even the best directors can't do it all the time. Yeah. Steve yeah. McQueen, 12 Years a Slave, and uh, Shame. Oh, Shame, shame I never saw. Yeah. yeah. I never saw Shame. shame. I never saw yeah. Shame. But it was one of those movies that I like thought about, kept thinking about it. Yeah. You know? And he did. He did. Call me by your name, or is that no? Um, no, that's no, that's a different direction. Steve McQueen is twelve years a slave. Tom yeah. Ford? No, I don't know who did Call Me by Your Name, uh, which I haven't seen yet. I really want to. I Am Love was pretty depressing. Have you seen um, um, The Skin I Live In? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that movie. That's the Omodava, right? Yeah, that's uh, one of my favorite movies. Oh wow! <laughs> you know that's that's one of these movies. Where that's it's like a big really conversation. Then yeah, really yeah, depressing, yeah. but I just love it. I don't know. I thought it's it was like fascinating, mirror. but it may. The thing with all all the Omodava movies I've seen is they want you to feel empathy in places you're not used to feeling. It. Right. It's like stretching your empathy muscles. Right. But sometimes I almost feel like it's slightly misplaced because we don't have infinite resources of empathy right like humans can only devote so much energy to things so sometimes i'm wondering why he wants me to care about the characters doing bad things as much as the characters who are being harmed by the bad things i have to think about all his movies and i love that i love that experience of having to mull them over yeah the skin i live in for me is one of his more cut and dried ones where it's like she's good everyone else is kind of not great uh and it's like a little clearer because like she never really did anything that it was all a misunderstanding. So it's like, you know, um, misunderstandings. Yeah. But like things where it's like, um, talk to her, like some yeah. of these movies, the gender talk politics in his movies. I'm just kind of like, yo, this guy's irredeemable. Like what's happening? Like, why is he, what's happening? Yeah. 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 That, that, that's a movie. I have problems. It, with. I definitely yeah. have problems with that one. Uh, but yeah, a Moldovar is a very interesting character. I love or, that. He's trying though. Yeah. Yeah. I think I definitely think his heart's in the right place. It doesn't always hit right, but mm-hmm. I think his heart's in the right place. But anyway, um, it's all you can yeah. hope for from a filmmaker. Yeah, the try your best. I right love it place. when you can trust a director. Right, I feel where you right. know they're gonna take you somewhere dark, but you know at the end you're in good hands, mm-hmm. and they're gonna like deliver you somewhere beautiful. Like Cronenberg, I feel that way. Yeah. Where yes. he's gonna do some yeah. fucked up stuff, yeah. but like he's earned my trust, where I can believe in where he's taking me. Well, totally. also because like. That's a very good point because, like, yeah, with Todd Solondz uh, or Harmony Korine and stuff like that, some and or Lars von Trier, you know, Henneke to some extent, but I think Henneke is more of a master, you know. But like, where he's like doing things intentionally, but um, yeah, there is there's trust that you as a viewer are putting on a film and a filmmaker when you go to them, especially these kinds of heavy subject matter things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and like if they don't treat it with respect and if they don't pull it off it's it's an insult it's kind of like yeah why did i waste my time on this why did you punish me what is wrong mm-hmm. like what did i do to you you know <laughs> whereas whereas like the true the true masters yeah like cronenberg and a few others like i would say henneke yeah um or uh paul thomas anderson probably like they take you to this horrible place but they they like usher you back out into the world too. Mm-hmm. They don't just mm-hmm. leave you in it to die. <laughs> like um, what's his name? Uh, love guy. Um, oh, irreversible. Gasper, no, that I, guy. Yeah, where it's just yeah. like yeah, it's just like yeah. he wants to kick you and leave you there. I wa- that may be the only movie in history I've walked out on was Irreversible. Irreversible? I, I, it was playing at a theater I worked at, uh, so I didn't pay to see right, it. Right. And I got like 10 minutes in, and I knew it was only going to get worse. And I was yeah. like, I don't trust where this is going. I'm out of here. Yeah, I'm yeah, done. Yeah. This is already rough enough for yeah. me. Yeah, Gaspar Noe is, uh, is, yeah. is a bit much. Definitely. I never saw Inter- 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 
Enter the Void. It, Interesting, but I can't vouch for it. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, it, but I can't vouch for it. It's, it's whatever. It does have this cool roller coaster in Japan. It's like the oldest roller coaster in Japan, oh. where it's like a little tanuki raccoon thing. Oh, fun. And I saw it in the movie, and I was like, one day I have to go there. And I went there, and <laughs> yeah, it was the, as amazing as it looked in the movie. Yeah, the location yeah. stuff is yeah. fantastic in that, in that movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Cronenberg, man, I even like Cosmopolis. Like, yeah, I mean, cool. I like the book, but like, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll sit in a car with you for an hour and a half. Sure. Anyway. <laughs> I trust you, dude. Yeah. It's fine. He's not a freako, is he? He's not like a monster. Cronenberg, I hope not. He seems nice. I'm, I met him once. Oh, really? And he had this very avuncular, charming feel. Okay. I've heard descriptions of his set where these creepy guys always turn out to be really, really sweet. The ones who make the darkest right. movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the people who work with Cronenberg I heard, praise him, uh, speak very highly of him. I heard similar things about David Lynch. Like, in his personal life, definitely, like, infidelity, whatever, like, what have you. But, like, apparently his sets are always very safe feeling. Hmm. Except for Isabella Rossellini still doesn't know why he was, like, laughing during her rape scene in Blue Velvet. Oh, God. Blue Velvet fucks me up. Blue Velvet yeah, yeah, is yeah. a rough one. Jeez. Yeah. Also, Twin Peaks The Return. Pretty intense. At, it's at all rough. Times. Yeah. yeah. Oh, David Fire Lynch. Walk With Me? Oh, Yeah, that baby. movie's hard to watch. David Lynch goes there for sure. What I love about Blue Velvet, though, is so compassionate towards the victims of terrible violence like Isabella Rossellini every time I watch that movie I learn something new about power dynamics between people and you see her trying to work through the terrible things that have happened to her and there's some little nuance that I catch each time that feels so compassionate and so ingeniously created that I I get lost in that movie every time I watch it I discover something new Frank Booth Dennis Hopper I can't believe I never noticed this during her performance of Blue Velvet where she's singing Blue Velvet he's sitting in the audience weeping weeping yeah he's watching her I never noticed that until the last time I watched it and like god this horrible monster also has human emotions. Yeah. Ah, it's it's a Maybe, tough. Uh, He's basically yeah. a monster in that. Yeah. Movie. Maybe Lynch was just trying to keep it light on set by laughing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like, haha, everything's yeah. fine. It's yeah. pretend. Yeah. Haha. <laughs> yeah, David Lynch, I think, does stuff. He's not even sure why half the time. Yeah. He's know. the most problematic fave. I love right. his movies. I don't know how to feel about him as a human. His politics are a little weird recently. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I forgot about yeah. that Trump thing. That's yeah. weird. But he makes good but movies. But it's like he's yeah. such a weirdo that I'm like, he probably didn't mean it the way everyone's taking it, but I don't want to speak he to that He believes either. 9-11 conspiracy theories. Really? I just I don't mean, think he's very ch- politically yeah. acute. Yeah, I don't think I he think pays attention. I think he just attention. doesn't care. Yeah, he's it's not, not an excuse. No. But yeah. He's not a part of this world. <laughs> uh, we went and saw him. I met him one time. Uh, we, we we went and saw him at, at a transcendental meditation thing. Oh, we just did he give you his TM spiel? Yeah, he was Yeah, it was like a big thing, but... We just wanted to talk to him about movies, you know? Yeah. Um, it was cool. He was that nice. Was cool. he, f- he seemed like, when I met him, he seemed like somebody's, like, cool grandpa. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. What a weird dude. <laughs> I don't know. I'm all about, like, I'm happy that things are happening the way they're happening in Hollywood right now. Like, things are being less tolerated, though. That's a whole other topic that probably we don't need to get on. It's been a bummer of a year, but very productive. Yeah. I think it's a yeah, good yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. a good way to put it. <laughs> Progress. Yeah, sooner or later, hopefully, we'll come out the other side and everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. This is a Watch some of these depressing yeah. movies to get through it. Have you seen Das Weisse Bond? The White Ribbon? Yeah, that's another Hanneke one. Yeah. yeah, I love that movie. That movie just 
ends. Oh yeah, it just that movie that is, is the most abrupt movie. ending, and it's I, three hours long. I had to check my like DVD when I was watching it to make sure I didn't miss something or it skipped. And I was like, oh no, that's yeah. the end. Just sit with this ending, terrible situation. Yeah. There is no ending. Oh right, it just like the movie has a scene with no kind of like statement or anything, and then the credits roll. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh. So it just was gotta sit with the situation. Then I was working in a movie theater when that movie was in theaters, and uh, it was black. It's black and white, and it was on like a certain kind of film stock for the on the reel. That um, I also went to it not knowing anything other than it was Henneke, and like I think we've pronounced his name like eighty different ways. Yeah, I think One it's of like them's Hanukkah. Right. Hanukkah. I think it's like Hanukkah, like the holiday. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I think, but I don't know. Uh, whatever, Michael. Uh, it's probably Mikhail too, like whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, all I knew is he directed it, went in and found out like at the very beginning that one of my coworkers at Landmark was like, "This movie's three hours long," and I was just like, Ugh. "Settle in." But uh, it was funny because I saw it the day it came out, um, but the film stock that it was on was, was of a kind that deteriorated rapidly with time and use. So like when I saw the film, it was pristine, but then when I looked in on the theater. Like a couple of weeks later, it looked really like it had all kinds of like noise and stuff on it. Um, and I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Like this film is break, literally breaking down every time we play it. It's crazy. Uh, it kind of interesting that they did that. Like Persona, know. the Ingmar Bergman. Never saw yeah. that one. Anyone mentioned Schindler's List? Uh, one person did, yeah. It's kind of like an easy one to pick yeah. at. But yeah. It that's Spielberg's me. best movie in my mind. Oh, easily. Like there's no, no debate. I, I, I still yeah, never yeah. seen I it. I think it's like the greatest movie ever made in terms of like just what it's like the story it's telling you know like the scene with him at the end the regret for not being able to save more people i think is one of like the the most gut-wrenching like every time without fail no matter what cry yeah yeah Yeah. spielberg is usually too schmaltzy for me and schindler's list was like he almost felt i i could sense that he thought the movie the topic deserved a better treatment as usual. Well, there's, there's criticism. Yeah. Like Kubrick criticized it because he's focusing on like the aspect of saving people rather than focus on murder, murder, kill, kill, kill. Right, right. You know, there's a lot of show the horror. You see a lot of the horror, but like even Kubrick at the time like criticized it for like Spielberg leaning into like the positive side of. Oscar Schindler trying to like save people. I like it. I think about that when he wants to sell his watch, though. Mm-hmm. That that I have flashbacks to yeah. that in situations in where oh. I feel like I need to be motivated to act in a socially conscious way. I'm like, well, that dude wanted to sell his watch. I can give a little <laughs> bit more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't seen it. I gotta see really? it. It's good. Never well, because really again, it's one of those movies. My whole life, everyone's yeah. like, it's super de- sad. It is super sad. So like, I've never watched it. There's no <laughs> avoiding being sad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's a not like Shawshank movie. Redemption where it's like you go down and then you come back up. Like, no, you're nope. just gonna stay down. You're just gonna it's go a down, down roller coaster. Go down. Yeah. It's just a hill. <laughs> I think it's a perfect movie. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Challenge accepted. Yeah. Uh. There would blood. It's one of those movies where I wouldn't change like a frame or a sentence. Oh, uh, okay. That's no country for old men for me. Yeah. Yeah. There will be blood. You said. Well, there the there will be blood and and no country are always pitted and pitted against each other in my came head. Out the same, they yeah. came out at the same time. Yeah. They, we had them in the theater at the same time. It's like Last of Us and uh, GTA Five yeah. are like forever entwined. Jones <laughs> was talking about that on the podcast, yeah. and I'm like, the choice is pretty clear there <laughs> for me jones like last of us for sure i don't like last of us and i think it's a better game but yeah 
I, don't I made the mistake of showing There Will Be Blood to my family and grandparents, <laughs> which uh, I when I watched There Will Be Blood, I don't have a good sense for these things. I was like, this is classic American filmmaking. Right. This is like a classic Western. It's like an old style Hollywood picture. <laughs> Everybody's going to love this. But I have uh-huh. a religious family. And I forgot at the end. Well, I don't want to spoil right, the ending, right. but it's but a pretty ending. brutal yeah. ending with some religious connotations. And my grandfather, when it was over, he's from the South. He's like, boy, that fella sure liked the slap on folks, didn't he? And I was like, yeah, I guess he did. He did. <laughs> Daniel Plainview liked to slap on some folks. He, he That's did, his Rotten Tomato he did review. Add that. Shout out to Grandpa. <laughs> sure liked to slap on some folks. <laughs> he's got hand trouble. Yeah. yeah. Was that your dad would always mm, say? Like, yeah. yeah, he's got hand trouble when people like beat people up. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. Well, this has been a rambling nightmare of an episode, I and I love happy. it. Yeah. Let's go watch, like, I don't Ant even Man know. Ant Man, yeah. <laughs> What's happy? Oh, I want to see. Uh, what is it called? Sorry to bother you. Is that what it's called? Next week. Anyway, it looks good. Um, I don't know. I forgot what it was called. I'm most pumped for Mission Impossible. Oh yeah! That's all I want to do is see that thing in the I IMAX. Unabashedly Gotta love go IMAX. the Mission Impossible movies. They're phenomenal. Except for two, I guess. Two is yeah, it's filler. I, I saw it once. I don't remember it at all. Yeah. Don't remember a frame. No of that need. Movie. Chimera. Chimera virus. It means nothing to me. Yeah. The new trailer for Mission Impossible. No spoilers. I counted. There's like Media 80, 80 hits in the two-minute commercial. You know, the oh, sound of it. Yeah, yeah. It's like boom, 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 It's like an SUV rolling down a hill yeah, yeah. and jumping out a window. But I've never heard that many hits in any trailer I, ever. Watch the trailer and count how many there are. It's hilarious. I don't prefer that style of trailer <laughs> editing myself. Uh, it will never be topped. Yeah, because it would just all be one long <laughs> percussion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We should do that. We should just like make something that's like every yes. couple of frames is another. Yes. Make a trailer for Hanukkah movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, white ribbon just with a thousand hits in it. <laughs> there wouldn't even be enough like motion on screen yeah. to like sell it. Oh my god. Anyways, should we do the quote challenge? Let's or should do we the just quote go challenge. away? Do you have one? Okay. Yeah, quote challenge. Do you want to go first one. or do you want? to go, go for it. it okay I have, to, I have to think of one so my quote challenge if, i can't tell if it's gonna be hard or not okay. it's one of my favorite movies and you've mentioned it on your show once okay so i know it's on the at least the periphery of your, yeah. your uh mm-hmm. knowledge so the, i'm gonna escalate it with easier ones so i'll start with okay. a hard one okay oh man dist in the malibu that's your castle man dist in the malibu that's your castle. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. No, no. that it's sounds really familiar. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna bump That's it up a, a little. From the same ne- movie. Same movie. Okay. Next quote. One more thing about the letter: nuke it, flame it, destroy it. It hurts me to know it's out there. Rushmore? No. You're not not completely wrong. Warmer than Harold and Kumar, but still not quite. Okay, I'm going to go up. This one, this one will probably give it away. I don't want to sell anything bought or processed as a career. I don't want to buy anything processed or sold or sell anything processed or bought or process anything sold, bought, or repaired as a career. I don't want to do that. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, maybe I went too far afield. If that, if that didn't kick in your memory. Soylent green. No. Yeah. Ah, what? Okay, I got like Brazil proxy or something. One, one last one. It's not Brazil. If, if if this one doesn't give it away, then maybe you haven't seen the movie and I've made a terrible mistake. It sounds familiar. Okay, but I gave her my heart. She gave me a pen. 
I have seen this. What is this? I gave her my heart. Really she smart. gave me a pen. I feel like it's from the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Really warm now. I'm getting like Matthew Broderick vibes, but I don't think he's in it. Again, ballpark here. Damn it. That's Damn it. it. Should I, should yeah, I, I give it, it up. Give it I'm a, throwing in the flag. Uh, say anything. John Cusack. Oh, say anything. Okay. I don't know. One of my I've favorite movies, but you mentioned it once, it. so I was like, "Oh, here's a chance to bust yeah, out the yeah, bubble." Yeah, Sorry, yeah, yeah. I went a little too. too no, I love there. it. I love it. You gotta watch "Say Anything." It's I know. Amazing. I gotta watch "Say Anything." Apparently, I watched it again recently for the first time in a long time. It's one of the best movies. Really, it's one of the best movies. It's ah. great. You don't need nostalgia to okay, make okay, it. Okay, 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 okay. I'm gonna find her, oh. and I'm gonna hurt her. Is this your quote? Or are you yeah, that's my, me no, okay. that's my quote. <laughs> that's just Hubert. Sometimes he does that. No, I know it. I know it. Do you know it? Do you know it? Not yet. Do you know other quotes from that movie? No. Mission Impossible 3. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the late. I'm going to find her. Yeah. Such a good her. villain. God. I got to think of one. Oh, man. Pressure. J.J. Abrams' directorial debut. Didn't know that. MI3. Good one out of the gates. Oh, yeah. That's really the first good. time he directed it. Dude, that scene, that like shootout on the bridge with the drone and the helicopter when they're like busting him out, that's yeah. a great action scene. Oh, yeah. If you want. Three is a good movie. Three's so good. I like Ghost Protocol a lot, too. That's the fourth and one. And one, dude. Brian De Palma. One. Yeah, can't go wrong. Legendary. What's the? How would we order these movies? I would go one, Am I? Four, I would go three. two's at the bottom no matter what. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah, 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 yeah. One four three five two. I go one three four five two. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I've only seen the first three. Ah. So. One three two. Okay. Nice, nice. Yeah, that's that's correct. Yeah. Watch <laughs> Ghost Protocol, dude. That movie. Yeah, Ghost good. Protocol yeah. rules. Ghost Protocol is good. Also, I love Leah Saidu. Yep. She's always a treat. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's really good. Um, anyway, this one's really easy. Give me the blood, Lord. <laughs> I know. I know it. Should it. I wait? There will be blood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 give me the blood, Eli. Yeah. Eli, yeah. give me the blood. Give me the blood, give me the blood Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Daniel Plainview, what a weirdo! I love it when he's just like, Punch I don't, I don't like all these people. Me. Yeah. What? And there will be blood. And he's like, I don't like all these people. All these. I'm like, I get it. I mean, you're a bad dude, but I get it. I don't like yeah. those people around you either. Same. Yeah. Did he yeah. kill that guy too? I always forget that. It's such a sudden like murder of that guy. Yes. Spoilers. Spoilers. Spoiler territory. He murders some dude. He yeah. murdered. I think he, he kills murders two a people yeah. in that movie. It's a murder. It's irredeemable. Yeah. I think he directly with his hands kills two people. Oh. Uh, the movie I recommended or didn't recommend earlier, uh, You Were Never Really Here, The Joaquin Phoenix, oh, yeah. also has a Johnny Greenwood score. Oh. But it's like Johnny Greenwood doing a drive-style Hotline Miami score, which was kind of a different Whoa. take. It's really abrasive and hard to watch and amazing, and it, I'm, and it killed you're, me. You're, yeah, un, it killed you're me. not doing a good job <laughs> I know I'm not. not selling this movie. I wish I never saw it, but it's incredible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, did you see the movie Good Time? I almost watched it the other day, but I haven't seen it. No, I know about it. it. I want to say year. I did. Uh, it's like last year. It's I think got, I did um, see it. Twilight Dude, right? Yeah, what's his name in it? Robert, Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. My friend, though, is obsessed with that movie. He said it's amazing. Really? My friend was like screaming from the rooftops It like to takes see place it. in real time or something? I can't mm-hmm. remember the gimmick. Anyway. And there's like a bank robbery, I think. Yeah. Which I love. Let's do a bank heist episode. 
Yeah, that's a good one. So down. Inside Man. So down. Heat. So many good ones. Italian Job. Rafifi. Oh, the original Italian Job. The original is so Italian Job. Original is phenomenal. Ocean's 11, tw- 11 13. So many. Not 12. I like Ocean's, Ocean's 8. 8. I don't Ocean's 8. 8. I have to see it. Ocean it made me laugh. That I liked fun. it. It's enjoyable. I yep. want to see it. Rihanna's great. Yep. The, anyway. The heist is cool. Mm-hmm. I like Ocean's 8. We're just kind of going now. <laughs> Thank you very much. We forgot to mention your podcast. You have a podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a film podcast, uh, yeah. Better Than Speed. Uh, I have a bunch of people in the film and television industry, editors and directors, and we meet a couple times a month, watch an old classic movie, like a real classic from like the 30s, 40s, and 50s, the ones that are considered the best, and we compare them to Keanu Reeves' movie Speed. (laughs) And we all hold a vote if the movie is better or worse than Speed. Speed, Great metric. Speed always wins. We've had 18 18 episodes. Only one movie has been voted better than Speed. It's surprising. I started as a joke. And then as we analyze each one, speed somehow is better. So Speed's pretty good. Well, well, please, I welcome fun. you all to the club. It's a really fun, like, classic Dude, movie conversation. That's yeah, really yeah. It's funny. really funny. Have you done Sunset Boulevard? No, I watched it again recently, I though. watched it for the first time. It's like, really ago. fucking good. That is such a weird movie. That shot from underneath in the pool. Yeah. It's really cool. It's that is floating. a weird movie, It's dude. a good movie. Uh, yeah. That's where Gordon Cole's name came from in oh, Twin really? Did you know that? Oh, There's a funny. character in there named yeah, Gordon yeah, Cole. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And that's David Lynch's character funny. from the FBI in Twin Peaks. I remember when I was watching it, I was like, hmm. That one's better than Speed. I oh, yeah. That one's better. I should have done a Speed quote. Damn it. Cans. So <laughs> that's yeah. the best one. Yeah, just can. <laughs> so many. Hey, Wildcat. So good. Does he call her? Wildcat. Tell that Wildcat behind the wheel. Yeah, tell that Wildcat <laughs> behind the wheel. You can see us. <laughs> Looks up at the camera. Speed. Technology does not work that way. Like when they're doing the like the dubbing yeah, of the dub it so quickly. So quickly. I'm so like, quickly. that would happen in real time. This is not how this works. That Whatever. would take them two hours. Yeah, to do. that would yeah, take yeah, them. Yeah, 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 at, that, at least. That, in that period of time, yeah, that would take forever. Yeah. But it's great. Whatever. It's a fun thing. The practical effects yeah. are amazing in that. Blowing Keanu's shit up. Goat. Yeah. Keanu. I love Keanu. Love Keanu. And Sandra. It's Sandra's best. Sandra's great, Sandra. too. She's really good in if that. There, if there are ever Keanu allegations, I say this all the time. I will be hurt. I will be destroyed. I will be destroyed. I I really like Keanu a lot. I've looked closely Uh-oh. because I've dedicated a Uh-oh. podcast Here we to go. him. Yeah. Don't hurt me. He's made some fucked up jokes in the past. That's as bad That's as, bad oh, as okay. it gets. He seems like a, a cool hasn't? guy. Yeah, that's Who true. Hasn't? Oh, my God. If you saw my emails in college to oh, friends, yeah. I made terrible when jokes. When I was a kid, yeah, like yeah, in yeah. high school, like you just don't understand. Yeah. yeah. You know. We were all anyway, kids. He seems, he seems great. I mean, like, I, I, I'm at the point are, of loving him. There right are now. limits. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. are limits. Obviously, there course. are some jokes that are too bad. Like, I'm not talking about like that kind of stuff. But if you're like a preteen. Yeah. Weird vibes right now. Keanu. I feel like we're like excusing bad jokes, and that's not. What no, we're, doing. we're not. We're not. Just Keanu, we're saying people I, can grow. People can exactly. grow and change. That's what we're saying. <laughs> that's what we're saying. People should if grow. People should grow and change. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Brought it back. Yeah. There you go. There we go. Like we all went through a Fight Club phase when we were young men, possibly. Mm-hmm. And we, we thought we it was a cool forward. movie. Yeah, where yeah, we thought it was cool, cool and we didn't realize it was. We were the butt of the joke. And then you grow up, and you're like, oh no, wait, okay, I was trash. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. I was wrong. Sure. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, what the hell's going on anymore? Thank you for watching. Heat stroke. Check out Better Than Speed. Yeah, it's been very hot. This is a two-hour podcast. <laughs> Listen, some people say that this podcast should be more structured. I like that it's kind of a conversation. Me too. 
So stay in the moment. Stay, stay present. in the moment. Stay yeah, present. Yeah, yeah. We're oh, gonna jump it. around. We're gonna hear from some <laughs> of the patrons, not all of them. We're gonna but talk you love about them random all. stuff. We love all of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We love if you made it this far into this insane <laughs> podcast. We love you so much that it hurts inside. Um, Our love for you wrecks yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, it wrecks <laughs> us. Um, but uh, yeah, if you want to make sure this kind of insanity keeps happening, uh, check out Patreon.com/slash/EasyAllies. Uh, check out EasyAllies.com. Uh, we have a tier tied to this podcast. The $7 tier is the Easy Allies Film Club. Um, for $7 a month or more, you get uh, early access to the show when it comes up, and you also get in on the discussion topic. That's how I'm getting uh, pulling these uh, patron comments. Uh, they're a few weeks before we do the episode. I post the topic with some questions. It's very, like, collegiate sometimes. I realize, like, Sometimes it's like kind of intense where I'm like, this is an assignment, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So if you like that kind of stuff, <laughs> jump on in. Homework. Homework. Um, no, but people, the comments are always really great. And like I read, you know, fractions of what we get on there and it's fantastic. So thank you everyone to, who contributes to that. Um, thank you, Matthew Walden, our yeah. amazing guest. I love this. Thank, thank you, you oh, so yeah. much. Well, Highlight we'll, of my week. Yeah, we'll be sure to have yeah. you back on yeah. for sure. This was a blast. Huber, as always, beautiful. He's doing the pig man nose on the mic. Honk, honk. Honk, honk. <laughs> we got these new windscreens. Hopefully they weren't doing too many plosives into the mic. Um, I think they're doing okay on it. They're not probably as good as the pop screens, but they don't cover our entire face. So I've got a good audacity filter. I'll hook oh, you okay, up. Okay, cool, yeah. It just cuts them all out. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I've got I should throw. I've got isotope stuff. I should probably yeah. throw them down on there, too. Anywho, love you all. Thank you. What are we doing next month? Next month. Heist films. Heist films. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. We're doing heist films next month. Yep. What's their assignment film? What should they watch coming Rafifi, in? Rafifi. Because Rafifi. a lot okay. of people probably have not seen it. I've not seen it. I think it's the best heist movie. It's okay. older. It's an older one. Wait, it's that's like not Kurosawa, is it? No, I'm nah, thinking nah. of it's from um, the 50s. Jimbo. Yeah, never mind. Uh, it's from the 50s. A little slower. Okay. Black and white. Okay. French. Okay. Subtitles. Sounds great. The way but they turn off the alarms out. is cool. Yeah, like... Such a cool movie. All right. Super cool. Next month, I, we're I, doing heist movies. Yeah. Your assignment film is Rafifi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Check it out. Have you seen it? No. Dude, you're going to be pumped. I'm, I'm excited to you're see gonna it. You're going to be pumped. Yeah. Okay. Great. Amen. Amen. Amen, brother. <laughs> All right. Till next month. See you then. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>